0: free talk live and we have gone way over what we had originally thought we were going to do here we, we came to uh, vegas last week on tuesday we flew out and uh, arrived late night on on tuesday here in vegas <laughs> Uh, we began recording at Freedom Fest, which was a four-day-long event. Right. We got more than five days' worth of uh, audio content out of just Freedom Fest. Right.
1: Because lots of great people to talk to.
0: Yeah. And then we went to uh, Anarcho Vegas, which is where we're broadcasting from right now. And that's a Sunday, one-day event, uh, but we've already filled... Well, we had like one-third of our show with uh, Freedom Fest yesterday, and the other two-thirds were from Anarcho Vegas. Now we're starting another day here. Now almost an entire week from when we first left uh, New Hampshire to come out to Vegas. And I still
1: have interesting people lined up for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, so do I. I've had a couple of people that uh, have said, come on over. We need to, we need to talk. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of great folks here at Anarcho Vegas, which, uh, you know, for those who are unfamiliar, this is a first-year event. Um, it's being held in a secret location. It was only announced to the people who purchased tickets. We didn't know until literally the weekend, like three days ago, Right, we had no idea where this was going to be. And I'm looking at a room full of people right now. We're in the vendor area. There's also another room you can usually hear in the background. There's somebody on a mic, uh, speaking in the speakers area, which is, has a bunch of people in it. I've heard there's going to be at least 200 people at this event, and I'd say they might all be here uh, at this point because it's, it's pretty busy here.
1: Yeah, so, it's it's a heck of a an event, and it feels like a sort of a speakeasy situation. You had to know somebody to get, to in, get in and all yeah.
0: that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good event, anarchovegas.com. You can go there to learn more about it. I'm glad that uh, that we had the opportunity to come out here for it. So uh, we do have more people to talk to. And as I said before, some of them uh, our longtime listeners may recognize as uh, they have spoken to us at uh, previous events in the past and uh, our next guest is one of those folks he's rod Ambrisi from electropay.com and let me spell that e-l-e-t-r-o-p-a-y.com rod welcome back to free talk live thanks for having me guys actually i'm turning you back up because i had turned you down there because of the mic in the background say that again thanks for having me guys okay. how are you <laughs> it's good. good to be here we're good and it's it's great to uh, to be here rod now you're a filmmaker Yep. You're a, you're a crypto guy. You're actually wearing your Dash uh, Dinero Digital Always. Shirts, uh tonight <laughs> here. And uh, you obviously are uh, pretty fluent in Spanish. Uh, where are you from
2: originally? I'm from Brazil. I was born and raised there. I left Brazil in 1996, ended up moving to Slovakia Republic, wow. and, and then Mexico, Holland, Canada, U.S., and now I've been in the U.S. for the past 20 years. And where are you based out of now? Indiana, beautiful city. Really? Indiana, <laughs> how's your Portuguese working there in Indiana? It doesn't work there. I'm the only one around, I guess.
0: And you, uh, you know, we've talked to you previously about some of your filmmaking efforts. Uh, I believe you are and are or were working on a film that is uh, cryptocurrency related, out of Colombia. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I shot one documentary called Venezuela and the Cryptocurrency Revolution last year.
2: Uh, when I spend one week in Venezuela paying everything with Dash, and I show on the documentary, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, airfare, hotels, taxi. Gasoline. Ha- gasoline. Really? Um, that was a,
1: the stunning part of this. is like, you know, apparently if people drop
2: Venezuelan money, they don't bother to pick it up. No, they don't. They oh, don't. my God. <laughs> and, and they changed the money since I've been there. And now they've got to change it again. So now they got to the reprint Boulevard, new bills. So
0: let's talk about this because this is ridiculous and it's worth mentioning. Um, it's on their third iteration of the Boulevard right now in the last, what, 20 years basically? Yeah. There was the Boulevard originally. And then it became the Bolivar Fuerte, which just means strong, strong boulevard. Yeah. And I think they knocked off three zeros from yep. the, the boulevard originally, and then they t- created the Boulevard Fuerte to replace that. And that was, what, oh eight oh seven. When was that? When did, do
2: um, you remember? I, I, I don't know, but all I can tell is Venezuelans, they're amateurs comparing to what Brazilians did. it. So they're really? just copying what Brazil did in the 80s. In Brazil we had 20 trillion percent inflation the government Did you say 20 trillion? 20 in 15 years the government cut the zeros 6 <laughs> times print new bills change the name Wow Give us bills with new colors, but still useless paper. Yep. I mean, the stickers you have on your table here now are worth, worth more, more. <laughs> than, than the money in Venezuela. So they're just copying what Brazil did 15 years ago. Right. So
0: then it was, I believe, August of 2018 when they changed from the Boulevard Fuerte to the uh, Boulevard Soberano. And that stands for the Sovereign Boulevard because yeah. now it's sovereign money. <laughs> yeah. Now they've lobbed five zeros off of the Boulevard Fuerte. And Is that five have... total
1: zeros or five more zeros? Uh, five more.
0: Okay. Zero. So God. now a total of eight zeros have been lobbed off in the last uh, 15 or, or 20 years. And so just just to, to put that in perspective, that takes a 500,000-boulevard you know, uh, Boulevard note and turns it into a five-boulevard note. Yeah, it, it just proves that currency is manipulated by the government. <laughs> it's
2: a piece of paper, and we believe. They, they just believe. Well, you nobody know. believes this, right? I mean, the people
0: well, they, in they Venezuela.
2: Well, they're waking up. They're waking up yeah. for crypto now. And the, the company that prints their money— won't take boulevards for the printing
1: oh, of course no, not no. I, <laughs> I
2: think um, Bra- Brazil has actually has a good business printing money for a couple of countries in South America and Latin mm-hmm. America like they have a good printing the mint it works pretty well in Brazil but uh, because we, we became specialists we printed so much of our own money in the 80s that we, we got the technology but it's all Jesus. going away with crypto
1: yeah, Venezuela is going to start to save money on their uh, the, the, their currency
2: by just uh, doing one side. Yeah. Mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it'll be cheaper just to just do one side of the, the, the yeah, bill. And, and, and from there, I went to Colombia and I record the second part of the documentary called Colombia and the Cryptocurrency Revolution, where I show the mass adoption of business except in Dash now, mm-hmm. uh, over 650 business, but most important, the Venezuelans that are there working and sending money back to Venezuela, and they're sending about five to ten dollars, which you know, crypto allows you to do that—to to send a micro permit payment, yep. boardless takes a couple seconds for to arrive fee. Very, for
0: a very, very low fee, for very low fee.
2: So and uh, so, there's a huge adoption of Venezuelans sending money back to their families
0: using Dash. And this is—it's actually one of the things we were talking about yesterday with uh, in, or, or on yesterday's show. It's still the same day that we're yep. recording all this, but uh, the, the remittance market. Making it so those folks in Colombia don't have to use Western Union or a MoneyGram no. to send money back home into Venezuela. They can just yeah. send it with Dash. Yeah, well, I think it costs $30 to send a Western
2: Union, whatever amount, right? So $30 in Venezuela, a basic income salary that's or, like or whatever. like a month's salary, right? Man, more. It's about three yeah. dollars It's one month salary. Oh so God. if you got to pay $30 as a fee, that that's 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 Western Union happen. doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't yeah.
0: work. And so this is changing people's lives, Oh, definitely. This is making it so they can put food on the table. Uh, We've heard the stories about Venezuela, that it is hard to find some of the most basic food items, that you have to buy things in the black market. And, uh, and and Dash, uh, cryptocurrency, specifically Dash, because Dash has done a lot of outreach. A lot of
2: uh, yes. feet on the ground work. Yeah, and, and this happened organically. It's not that like the Dash core team, like, okay, let's see where we got to implement Dash, which is the best option. No, this was done by community members, just normal people in Venezuela, in Colombia, that heard about Dash through YouTube and say, hey, we can ask for money to start organizing meetups and show people how to download a wallet and, you know, pay a round of pizza and organize bigger events and now pay employees and have a phone center. They have a, In Venezuela, they have a Dash phone center where, where you can call and uh, Monday to Friday and then someone will answer any questions you have wow. related about downloading a wallet. So all this is sponsored by the network, but it happens because Venezuelans heard about it and they apply. Technically, they present a proposal and it got approved by the Masternode.
0: Right, this is something that is unique, or it was unique. Now there's other cryptos that are uh, pioneered. Yeah, that are yeah. yeah, pioneered. That's a good word. <laughs> pioneered by Dash, yeah. the idea of taking ten percent of the mining rewards from the the miners out there that are mining Dash and taking that ten percent and putting it into this uh, spendable kitty where it can be voted on by the masternodes in the system to decide. Well, how are we going to spend this ten percent? And they get a budget every single month that they yeah. can they can do that. Uh, so Venezuela is one of the places that that's being focused on, but Latin America also, Colombia I yeah. th- believe is getting some of the focus and, as well. And Brazil- for the same for me, for
2: the past uh, two years, I've been running a YouTube
0: channel specifically
2: for Dash in Portuguese, promoting all the business uh, mm-hmm. integration, all the exchanges. Brazil has a better, way, way better economy than Colombia and Venezuela. Yep. In Brazil, we have over 65 crypto exchanges. Even, wow. though, even though that you know the top five, seven has a volume of over 200 bitcoins, the rest has maybe five bitcoins a day, maybe even less. But today, there's a lot of exchanges, crypto exchange with several tokens. And, and people in Brazil just want to do trading. You know, they want to accumulate wealth. You know, the economy is doing good. We just hit all-time highs on the stock market. So it's a different reality. Colombia has a, right. a better economy compared to Venezuela. Everything's
0: better than Venezuela. I mean, Everything's it's better. the worst. It's the worst on the planet. I think. I right imagine now. Venezuelans are sneaking off to Brazil
1: and Colombia yeah. if they can get they out of the
2: border. They are. They're. They're going through. I mean, we have the Mercosur, which is like the same as the European Union, but for South America, which oh, okay. allows any a citizen from
0: any country to go to any of those counters just showing your ID Rod stand by can you stay with us for another segment here Uh, Rod Ambrisi is with us from Electropay.com we'll continue with more on Free Talk Live from Anarcho Vegas and we're back with more Free Talk Live here on uh, what is this the Tuesday episode now at this point Uh, Continuing with more interviews of some of the great uh, people here at AnarchoVegas. You can go to anarchovegas.com to learn more about the event here. And I want to make sure you know about Edge Wallet. Uh, You can go to edge.app to learn more about it. It's iOS and Android. Uh, It's available on both of those operating systems. It's user-controlled, cryptocurrency, buy, sell, trade, and securely hold. Your favorite cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, BTC, Ethereum, various Ethereum tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Stellar, Bitcoin Cash, and a bunch more. You can secure your freedom by using Edge Wallet at Edge.app, and again, available on the Google and Apple app stores. Once again, their website is Edge.app. It is the wallet I use more often than any other, and that was true before, and uh, Rod is saying that is also true for him. Me too. That was true before uh, they became a sponsor, a longtime uh, fan of uh, the Edge Wallet. So it's so great to have them actually sponsoring here on Free Talk Live. Uh, Rod, we were just talking with you about uh, outreach and uh, pr- outreach in Venezuela, outreach uh, for cryptocurrency, and also in Colombia and elsewhere in Latin America. And that, uh, that, of course, is going very, very strong down in Venezuela, especially where people are desperate uh, for a currency that is going to actually be useful And actually has the potential to hold its value and go up in value rather than the government money there, which we know has been severely debased through the process of hyperinflation and that continues with the new bolivar soberano that the government just continues to print out as fast as they uh, as they possibly can how long this uh, this whole process can go for is uh, re- you know it, rem- it remains to be seen uh, maduro has yet to be thrown out on his butt from whatever presidential palace uh, that he's living in right now you made a, a movie documentary film about uh, this and is it available now
2: online yeah it's on youtube it's called venezuela and the cryptocurrency revolution that's part one part two is colombia and the cryptocurrency revolution and part three i still i'm still editing i just came back from switzerland i'm gonna guess
1: the name Brazil and the cryptocurrency revolution.
2: Almost. It's got to be Switzerland (laughs) and the cryptocurrency revolution. Ah. I was in Switzerland for 10 days following a delegation of uh, um, Brazilian investors and cryptocurrency um, business Mm -hmm. that the government denied them to open their business in Brazil. So the consulate of uh, Switzerland brought all those guys to Switzerland and said, hey, how about you open your business here? We give you all the structure, all the info you needed. And I was following this tour. Uh, We visit a bunch of lawyers, a bunch of incubators, a bunch of uh, banks that the government saying, hey, come to us. If you prove your business is legit, you're more than welcome to open your blockchain cryptocurrency business here, which goes on the total opposite of Latin America at the moment. Right. So I saw Venezuela in the cryptocurrency revolution. Is it in English? Yes. It's it's in English. And it
1: is uh, totally consumable. This is really an enjoyable little documentary to watch. It's just the right length. and uh, How long is it? Twenty-seven minutes. Okay. Yep. Yep. There's there's a punch every you know four minutes. It's really worth watching. Um,
2: uh, where can people go find it? On YouTube. Yeah. Just type it Venezuela and the cryptocurrency revolution. There it is. It's Boom. there. You're you're free to download, burn into DVDs, resell, upload it, cool. do whatever you want. I got to check
1: out the Colombia and the Switzerland one yeah. too.
0: Let's uh, let's change gears here, Rod. You're also working on uh, a little gadget that we have here on the table. It is uh, flashy. It is attractive. It is a, a cryptocurrency point of sale acceptance device. Correct. What do you call this? This is Electropay. It's a little uh, a hardware unit that we created, uh,
2: uh, so to make it easy, to make it easier for merchants to accept crypto. Right. Mm-hmm. We have two types. One is the one that you put on the top of the counter.
0: Yep. That's uh, this one, right? That's
2: the one okay. you have in front of you which means there's eight types of uh, blockchains that the person can select. Mm -hmm. Dash, of course, is there. Dash, of course, is there, but uh, you can customize to whatever you want. Oh, okay. But basically, this unit costs $100, and then uh, it's connected to an exchange via API. In the U.S., we don't have an exchange yet. In Brazil, we have one Mm -hmm. that bought 2,000 units. Wow. So basically, the pizzeria just has to get one of those units, put it on the top of the counter, they start accepting crypto right away, and all they have to do is open an account inside the exchange. And if they don't care about crypto, it doesn't matter because... They can go to
0: Dom or whatever, the Brazilian... They get,
2: yeah, they get pay- They get payment. it goes into the exchange, and then the exchange liquidates directly into fiat into their own accounts huh. So it's $100 units. Uh, this one, it's a portable one. It has a battery and a bigger screen. This one is $200 uh, uh, per unit. But what were people doing before this? Well, the, the, that's what I show in the documentary, how uh-huh. hard it is to... For example, if the owner of a business in Latin America won't accept crypto, they either print the QR code. Oh, that's bad. Which is bad because yep. not a lot of people know that yet, but they will find sooner or later that you can scan the QR code and know how much money they have so they can That's true. So they can be robbed. You know, say, hey, I, I see you have money on that wallet.
0: That's bad. But also, your customer, you never want to put them in charge of uh, determining the amount to send. So correct. when you just have a QR code just out on a countertop, you know, laminated or whatever, then you're requiring the customer to scan the code and then put in the correct amount on their own phone, which half the time yeah. they're going to screw something up. And then you have to say, hey, can I see your phone? And I right. have to check the transaction. That's awkward. Or you have That's to have awkward. a
2: cell phone or a computer just to accept crypto. Right. Most of the time people, okay, give me your cell phone. And then the computer is behind the counter. So you have to give your cell phone and to then someone else the and computer they go scan. And, yeah. So we, make a, not easy. A, we made a device that it's simple and easy and pretty or receipt, believe it or not, people yeah. still want they the paper. Want that.
0: They want the paper. I don't know why, but they still want it. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the way things have been for a long <laughs> time, and it's hard to change the the way things have been. So, I mean, $100 for, uh, a hundred dollars for a dedicated crypto accepting device, and you've got the um, what do they call it electronic paper, uh, like the LCD display in there.
2: Yeah, there's a, a flexi glass, which is we made it touch screen, so you just select by by touching which blockchain do you want, if you want to pay with uh, Litecoin or if you want to pay with Dash or Bitcoin, Bitcoin Mm -hmm. Cash. And then there's also some sort of a calculator right beside, which uh, the owner of the the business will just type, okay, you know, 10 plus 10 plus 10, total 30. So the QR code will be generating, will be extracting 30, whatever Mm -hmm. blockchain you select. And also converts into, so you can see on the display, either in U.S. dollars or in euros or in pesos, so you know exactly the amount you're paying, and then you also see on your phone. You send the payment. One second later, at ZeroConf, takes the payment, prints the receipt, and off you go.
0: It's, uh, it seems really straightforward and, uh, and simple. And how, so is this available right now? Like you said, the, an exchange had purchased a bunch of these things. In, was it Brazil? Yeah, in Brazil. So um, we have five units fully functioning for the past month. In a business? In,
2: in Brazil, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to be delivering 200 units on the next uh, four weeks. Once we're done with those 200 units... You already
0: then, have two, just to be clear. You already have 200 more businesses
2: who are like, uh, give, me, give me one of these things? Correct. So okay. what? what the, the best part was the owner of the exchange did a, a partnership with the local chamber of business and commerce from two cities. So the, the chamber of commerce will be the ones distributing those units. Smart a smart guy, correct. So, so once we have those 200 units there working, and then we got to open to sell to other, uh, uh, to other parties. Because we want to make sure that this is—I mean—it's one thing to make five units work. Yeah, sure. It's another thing to make 200, and another thing to make 2,000. And 2, to provide units, yeah. tech
0: support for Correct. that, Because people are going to need help. They—you uh, they, know—they're new yeah. to this. They're not experts at crypto in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, and there's we, some handholding. We make this as easy as possible, so you don't have to know much. You put
2: on your business, and uh, all you have to do is uh, select the blockchain, and you print the receipt. Comes out. It prints two receipts—one for you and one for the clients. And uh, we have all the information on our Twitter as well. Uh,
0: uh, the name of the Twitter, uh, the account is at PayElectro, And the website is ElectroPay. That's E-L-E-T-R-O-P-A-Y.com. Rod, thanks for coming on Free Talk Live once again. Thanks again, guys. Really, Love to be here. Yep, really appreciate your time as always. we got more on the way here from Anarcho Vegas. How much more? It remains to be seen. We'll continue This is Free Talk Live. We are at AnarchoVegas. You can go to anarchovegas.com to learn more about that event. Uh, Coming up, more great guests uh, to talk to. We are just loaded up with interesting folks here at this event. Uh, But first, we need to tell you about good health for your teeth.
1: Right. Oral health is important. And in my mind, uh, for my oral health in our household, my magic mud is integral. My Magic Mud is a black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. And it may sound strange, but, well, you can't even pronounce the stuff that's in your toothpaste. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth and it certainly does that. You use it four, time, you know, four times over the course of four days and then once every four to seven days after that. And it'll keep your teeth as white as they're supposed to, to be. And beyond that, I'm of the opinion that it cleans my teeth. They feel like when I've left the dentist, uh, when I've had a tooth cleaning. And uh, I won't live without it. I haven't been without it for more than half a decade. I love My Magic Mud. And you can get it at most major health food stores, Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, Walmarts, Natural Beauty Isle. You can get it on Amazon. But you can go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with coupon code FTL20. This isn't an expensive product, but um, and it lasts for about six months. I totally recommend you having it. Because I think you'll you'll feel the difference. If you don't listen to one other thing I say here on Free Talk Live, listen to this. MyMagicMud.com. Coupon code FTL20. I love this product. MyMagicMud.com. Coupon code FTL20.
0: So our next guest is a longtime repeat guest here on Free Talk Live, although I feel like it's been maybe a year or two since we uh, last talked to you, Larkin. You're uh, you're a busy guy these days. I don't even think you weren't at the
3: Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. I didn't see you, at least. And by the way, let me turn your mic up again. Go ahead. Nope, I wasn't. In fact, I've sort of tried to retire from doing these events, but then I kind of got coerced into (laughs) unretiring or something.
0: How did they coerce you? Uh, I wouldn't think Anarco Vegas would be coercing anyone.
3: <laughs> well, they tried really hard to get me to um, Anarcapolco by means I won't even divulge. Mm-hmm. They're so heinous. <laughs> and, then, and then, and you people, were there because I saw you there. Yeah, 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 I've been there. And then they convinced me to do uh Zona because it was two feet away from where I was going to be anyway. Okay. And then they talked me into doing Anarco Vegas, and here we are. I had not even heard of Anarco Zona. How how did that one go? That was the the first one of its kind too. Mm-hmm. Um, just like this is. And that was awesome. It was a great group. And How does that, it compare to the this one? That you're um, Size. I think Vanilla. this this turnout is a little bit bigger, little bigger. but it, it was good. I think Pretty it was good. maybe 150. I'm slightly guessing. I,
0: I like small events like that because of the intimacy. You yeah. know, you, you can actually meet pretty much everybody that you want to and you know there's no problem you're not going to get lost in a a big crowd of people like you know when Ron Paul shows up at uh, in Acapulco right and there's a
3: swarm you have to like Weave through. Although, to,
0: although to Ron's credit, he was incredibly uh, accessible, Gracious. just yeah. incredibly, uh, you, you know, yeah. nice, very nice. So, what are you up to these days? You're an accomplished author. You've got, I don't know, how many books under
3: your belt at this point? I have to count when people ask. Uh, five. I just five released books. a little one called "Parasites on Parade." Oh, I had which, not heard about which this. Is available on Amazon. Tell me about it. Um, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually based on my real life experience with zoning bozos. Oh um, God! in In my town when I was building an addition. But, but is it, this in Pennsylvania? Where are you at? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is an addition and building in Pennsylvania. And, but it isn't just about my story, but I use my story as an illustration of why government, even at the local level, is necessarily stupid and irrational and counterproductive. And they, even the, the people with hardly any power go on little tiny power trips. Oh, yeah
0: any any power trip right. they can go on they'll do it
3: yeah and They're so sick. the you know the, the grand total of damage done by the the tiny smaller level governments probably adds up to more than the damage done by you know the gigantic governments it's just sure. you don't hear the 50 million different stories of local governments messing with people because none of them are particularly noteworthy because it um, happens all the time.
1: Yeah, cuz it's everywhere. Carlos Castaneda called them petty tyrants. Yep. Um so they uh, you know they're just little you know little bureaucrats that have a little bit of power and in that particular sphere they are the gatekeeper. And they're yep. gonna make sure that you know that they're the gatekeeper. Whether you have to put whether you have to grease the palm, whether you have to kiss the the ring, whatever it is that you've gotta do to get through this situation, you've got to do it. Right. And it's so demeaning and pointless, and like the idea, let's say with zoning, the idea that somehow zoning bureaucrats make us have a better world? For God's sake, it's not like they're even responsible. If somebody builds me an addition on my house, and there's something wrong with the wiring, does the zoning uh, board write me a
3: check to fix (laughs) it?
1: Wait, you're you're telling me you certified this, and you're not responsible for the certification?
3: No, but they might help you out by fining you on top of you having to fix (laughs) the wrong. That always helps.
1: I mean, they're just useless. (laughs) They've inserted themselves as a some kind of certification process, but they have no responsibility. And that's what's really distinct about a government organization. A government organization
3: claims all the authority and none of the responsibility. Yeah. And there are a bunch of parasites. That's the title Parasites on Parade. Um, In my case, I think they weren't aware of how much I've happened to have learned about the legal system. And at the end of the day, I think they lost a lot more than I did. I dragged them all the way into federal court really? on a civil rights lawsuit, which I didn't win, but I stressed the hell out of them for a year and a half. So it was, But it was very interesting watching the whole system lie, cheat, and steal all over the place. But in the end, they accomplished nothing, and I accomplished nothing. It's just just a waste. The usual outcome is they waste everybody's time, and yeah. I wasted more of theirs than they wasted of mine, so that made it fun. Unfortunately, yeah,
0: like unfortunately, everyone's forced to pay for what they do, right? right. Like it's, they wasted your time, but they got paid to waste your time. Right. You didn't.
3: Right. But one nice thing is when they're local and can't just print their own money, when True. they have to hire a bunch of lawyers to defend their own butts from me going after them, which is what happened, um, then they sort of feel it. Then they sort of think, maybe we shouldn't be this Now, did you do it without an awesome. attorney?
0: Or yep. did you? Okay. Because
3: yep. I happen to know how to do that stuff myself, so it wow. cost me nothing except the filing the fees. The filing fees. It cost them, I don't know how many thousands they had to spend on their lawyers.
0: Wow. So is it true that uh, that you were the reason why Anarcho Vegas lost their original uh, their location? <laughs> I heard that the federal government called the the original hotel and threatened them, saying that somebody's uh, somebody on their speakers list is on the terrorist watch list.
3: That's mostly true. I haven't heard it was federal government. In fact, I haven't. Heard any specifics about who it was? Yeah, well, I, my, I presumed. I guess it was my bad. first guess would be the Las Vegas Police Department. I've said nasty things mm-hmm. about them because they're a bunch of fascist lunatics, but it's going to be interesting because we still want to get to the bottom of what actually happened because the mm-hmm. hotel was completely in breach of contract. They had already signed the whole thing, and then they said, Well, somebody said something. And I'm not on any watch list, I flew out to, to Arizona two seconds ago. You didn't <laughs> get any
0: extra screening. Or what they mean, like that? no, okay,
3: no, what they mean is they don't like what I say about them, right? Good. <laughs> if they did like it I'm not doing it right well congratulations
0: Larkin if you hadn't made it before you've made it now you're on uh, yet another list now Right. Well, list. I was
3: so
1: shocked that it wasn't us I mean I mean they, we weren't announced shocked. as speakers I'm, I'm a little I'm a little
3: hurt I think is how I feel I'm hurt Larkin well we, you, you weren't named on the right. list we so. weren't on the list dude. that's that's
0: why we didn't know we were going to be here until like we got the address three days ago so we happened to be in town and we're like yeah let's do this thing so, cool cool so we're here um the where can people go to get your book?
3: Um, Amazon now is the easiest place to get uh, Parasites on Parade and The Most Dangerous Superstition. Um, one of
0: my favorites. I yeah, read that one while really I was in jail good. for uh, civil disobedience. Somebody you, sent that to me.
3: There's a good place to read it. It was yeah. perfect. It's still on the book card in there, too, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, so people that are in uh, the Cheshire County lockup can, uh, can read your book. Excellent. I know several prisons that my book is in, including the one I was in. <laughs> I made sure a copy ended up there. So, uh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I just want to hear about Candles in the, the Darkness. Uh, you, you, you run this uh, event. Uh, I don't even know what to... You, tell me what it is. It, it's basically a, a two-day seminar that, that Amanda and I teach that has to do with the fact that when somebody comes to the, to the realization of, of voluntarism and self-ownership and non-aggression and all that fun stuff, um, and they want to run out in the world and tell everybody else, they yes. quickly learn that, well, evidence and logic and just explaining things reasonably... Doesn't actually work on most people, and most people have these really irrational, weird responses. Mm-hmm. And having been an anarchist now for twenty-three years, I finally accidentally got a got an education in human psychology and started to figure out. What it was that was making the message not get across? Because the message is so freaking simple. It's like you should be in charge of your own life. People shouldn't commit aggression. Like that's not too complicated for somebody to what understand. I thought-
0: hold, hold, hold that thought. Can you stick with us for another segment here? Sure, Mark sure. and Rose. We'll talk more about candles in the darkness and the message in moments. This is Free Talk Live. We're at Anarcho Vegas. With more free talk live from Anarcho Vegas 2019, the very first Anarcho Vegas ever, and uh, I would say an absolute success. Continuing with uh, Ian and Mark here in our remote studio, and before we get back with Lark and Rose, I do want to say thank you uh, to Dave, who is a silver amplifier. That means Dave is contributing. $5 per month to Free Talk Live's efforts to advertise, market, and promote the show to help us get on even more radio stations. Uh, we crossed the 200-station threshold in May of this year for the very first time. It is possible to get to 300, but it does take some money. It does take some time. It does take some effort uh, reaching out to new stations, and the AMP program helps us do that, and you can help us for just 5 bucks a month, or Bitcoin, BTC, it's up to you. You can use credit card, you can use PayPal, and you'll get some cool perks and benefits It's over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here from Anarcho Vegas, we were just getting into the candles in the dark. You were expressing, Larkin, what it's like for a new person, somebody who just comes into the ideas of voluntarism, the ideas of liberty, and the difficulties in expressing those things to the people they care about. Right. Oh, let me turn you up again. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
3: Right, or rather the difficulty in getting people to hear it because the actual or explaining... Or to listen. You can hear, right. but they may not listen. Right, they may not listen and they may not understand even though the principles are so ridiculously simple. And so along the way, I accidentally learned a whole bunch about human psychology and what was getting in the way of people actually hearing what's a pretty dang simple message. And eventually we started putting together this... We actually, Amanda first had the idea when we were down in, in Arcapulco a couple of years ago of putting together a way of teaching people how to do it in such a way that it doesn't result in arguments and it doesn't result in stress and the people don't shut down and run away, and as m- amazing as that may sound. That sounds amazing.
1: I, I, so uh, I just want to give you a little, uh, like, a, a story that happened to me. I had found this audio clip of Barack Obama uh, before he was president saying uh, um, uh, what uh, distinguishes the uh, uh, the nation-state from uh, other organizational models is the uh, uh, the monopoly on violence right and i think i made a nixon but whatever um <laughs> it's pretty good
0: it's pretty good
3: close he, enough
1: yeah, he laid it right out and there's no lie
0: here it was one of the few honest moments uh, from a politician's mouth <laughs> might well, have been the only one the yeah.
1: politicians never say it but this is clearly taught in academia that is what distinguishes government from other organizations is that they claim for themselves a monopoly privilege on the use of violence at a given landmass right that's not even in dispute yeah, there's no dispute when the when the uh, most powerful guy on the planet says it. There's no dispute. I showed it to my Quaker group um, online. This was a Facebook Quaker group, mm-hmm. and these are people who have uh, eschewed violence Thanks. through their uh, you know through their religion, and they would never use it. So I'm like, look, every Quaker is an anarchist. Bam, and they're like, oh, that's not what he meant. That's not what he meant. Like I'm I'm like, you watch the video. It's exactly what he meant. What you're when you advocate for government, you're advocating for the organization that claims a monopoly privilege and the use of violence in a given landmass. You
3: can't do that as a Quaker. That's not what he meant. But that's a prime example because notice that as obviously like watertight as your position is, right. they literally have like a mental disorder that makes it so they can't Hear it. It's cognitive dissonance. Like, yeah, it's cognitive dissonance, and instead of just going, "Oh yeah, that makes total sense," which is like right. if human. New beings-
1: information has been provided to you through a source <laughs> that you would accept as an authority,
3: right? And you won't accept it.
1: Right. And I like it's, it's. I couldn't believe
3: it. I was gassed, <laughs> and that's and that's what we're up against. And the thing is, there are ways to get around that, but logic and evidence isn't it. I mean, of course, you need the logic and evidence, too, but first you have to find ways to get around the minefield of their psychology, and that's what Candles in the Dark is about. And in the end, you're not even lecturing to them or explaining to them or telling them what to think. You're just using questions to bring out of them all they need to know, because almost everybody already has inside them a voluntarist, and on top of that is a bunch of authoritarian garbage they were taught. Yes. And if you know the right method and you you sort of have to train your own psychology first, because it's as you just demonstrated, it's hard to not get upset and impatient with people believing such patently stupid things, especially things that are that destructive and dangerous and genuinely immoral. And so but if you can train your own psychology and understand theirs, there are ways to just use questions to make them argue with themselves and you're just on their side the whole time. It's you're not even you're not in a combat with them. You're just helping them sort out the garbage in their own head.
1: Does it happen immediately or is it the kind of thing that people have to kind of grok they got to they got to they gotta mull it over the grist mill of their mind has to, to crunch it up.
3: It's it, well it's it, you know the process of changing your whole paradigm takes a while even if you logically you <laughs> see the conclusion yeah. quickly. Um but getting them to start is a lot faster and, and way more pleasant if you can actually learn these methods. Because the uh, one thing we do on the second day of these events is we invite in, we, we ask the attendees, like, if they know a status in the area that they want to invite in and do a little 15-minute session with. Oh, man. And we've done that every time <laughs> with, like, three or four of them. And... They've never been confrontational. Hmm. Every single time, it's relaxed and friendly. Often the people come in looking sort of nervous because they think it's going to be an argument. Sure. And three minutes later, they're just calmly laughing with the other person and chuckling and thinking about what they believe and and giving answers which are 100%. Now, it's going to take them a while and additional questions for them to all the way process. Wait, what did I just say? But the, the outcome and the results of actually making yourself use these methods is just day and night compared to the normal, you know, shut up, sit down, I'm going to explain to you reality, which just doesn't work. And it doesn't matter how good you are explaining it doesn't matter how airtight your logic and evidence is if it goes against their paradigm their psychology is going to throw up a wall and not hear anything you said there are ways to make that not happen and, and a bunch of people have taken the course said, holy smokes like i went back and tried this with people i've argued with for the last you know however many years and we had the best conversation ever and it was perfectly calm and it was fun and now they're like asking me questions about it instead of screaming at me and telling me i'm some horrible you know inhuman God, how do i find out about this how do i take this course how what do i gotta do well we we put these on we're going to be doing one um another one down in uh, acapulco at the next anarchapulco we're also doing one before um anarchadelphia and in september right which is in september and but we're also making an online version of it um, oh, okay i was going to
0: ask about that that
3: should be a few months away because you know people trying to first of all trying to physically get to them and then having right. like two days to spare because it's a two-day thing we do um that makes it a huge challenge for everybody so we're we are working on make it into a package thing that anybody can do from anywhere
0: so would this be something that um would be like an online live seminar or would it be like a downloadable video Uh, a
3: downloadable thing Mm -hmm. and it'll be more it won't just be like a recording of us doing one it'll be a bunch of of interactive stuff and and some written material because some stuff you want to study and go over it more and more right like you hear, you know, it's sort of like a college course. Like, you yeah, you, you hear the lecture explain stuff, but then to really get the details and to really get good at it, you want to read and, and review and study the, the, how it actually works. It too.
0: I think it's great. I think, uh, you know, libertarians for a long time had need more great persuasive methods. And yeah. anybody that's taking the time to actually ferret those out and and try new things and experiment and see what works and see what doesn't and then to spread that to other folks, I uh, really appreciate that yeah, well, it's, we've been
3: thrilled with the results so far.
0: That's awesome. All right, so you're going to be at uh, Anarchadelphia. That's coming up in September. We just talked to uh, to those guys on yesterday's show, and I believe that is September 13th through the 15th. And I'm not sure what the venue is, but anarchadelphia.com is their website. Mm-hmm. Of course, Anarchapulco is a fantastic event, and we've been to it uh, a number of times. We'll look forward to uh, to seeing you there for that. Folks can go and get your latest book, Parasites on Parade. It's available through Amazon. What else are you doing these days, Larkin, besides building houses and fighting Uh governments? (laughs)
3: All of those are just side projects. The main thing I'm working on is the mirror, but I don't even have time to get into what that is.
0: I think you told us about that on a previous interview, and I'm not remembering exactly. It's still in the works,
3: and it will still be in the work probably a year from now. It's a book, of course. It's an interactive computer program that basically does... Without using a person, it does what we're training people to do in Candles in the Dark. So it's a thing that'll do it by itself.
0: It sort of ferrets out somebody's beliefs. Right, by asking
3: them questions, and then where it goes next depends on how they answer. So it's going to be like an online computer program, basically? Yeah, and it'll be for free. Anybody can just go
1: to it and do it from anywhere. This is such important work that you're doing, Larkin, and I really want to thank you for what you've been in the Liberty community because uh, you've taken stands that others were too scared to take. You've taken the consequences that so many would not have taken, and you're able to articulate this message in ways that others haven't, and so we're very lucky to have you in the Liberty Movement, Larkin, and I'm so happy that you uh, you come on Free Talk Live whenever you have an opportunity. Well, thank you. And Thanks we want to have you back,
0: me. especially when the uh, the mirror launches, when you're ready to, uh, to talk about that. Absolutely. We'll look forward to it, and we'll yep. see you, I'm sure, in the near future. Larkin Rose, check him out. Uh, Parasites on Parade is his latest book. We'll continue with more from anarcho-vegas here in moments you're listening to free talk live you can join us online of course anytime over at freetalklive.com or we've got archives that go way back if you want
4: to hear more from larkin just type his name in our search bar and you'll find a bunch of episodes from way back more coming up hey everyone this is charlie Shrem. you've seen me on the netflix documentary banking on bitcoin and the new best-selling book bitcoin billionaires i want to invite you to join me on my new show untold stories, for a deep dive into crypto history with the people who made that history. Together, we'll explore the personalities and events that gave rise to Bitcoin and the crypto revolution, the innovation, the collaboration, the battles, and the busts. You'll have a front row seat to the early days of crypto up to today, and you'll hear from the folks who lived through it and survived to drive this movement mainstream untold stories looks back to reveal what inspired some of the greatest minds on earth to come together to create this technology and change the future for everyone so join me and my guests the techies and the traders the entrepreneurs and the innovators as we explore our past and understand what that means for the future listen now on untoldstories.com that's untoldstories.com
3: Live,
0: we continue from Anarcho Vegas, the very first ever. You can go to anarchovegas.com to learn more about this event. You can go to freetalklive.com. To learn more about us, it's Ian and Mark here in our remote studio today as we uh, bring yet another uh, interesting guest on, one I had not met uh, previously, but yet we were tied into one another without even knowing it, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alexander Meyer is here with us. He's uh, co-founder of Descent, and we're going to get into that, but a lot of our listeners will know not you about this, but you are one of the co-founders, and we didn't know this until today. Of Liberty Menu, which has for uh, a long time now—I think more than a year—Mark been uh, we've had a partnership with uh, with Liberty Menu. Yeah, I'd say it's been well over a year. Yeah, to uh, to help promote uh, Liberty Menu, and in fact, uh, you know, it's on our schedule of things to talk about here on this this show tonight. So it's a perfect excuse to talk about a website. That is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. So if you are a liberty-oriented person, this is the place where you can go to promote the thing that you do. So whether you are a founder of a company or you've got your own project that you're working on, maybe you create uh, media, for instance, or you've got an event that you're looking to promote, you can put that on liberty.menu. It's a beautiful site. It looks good. It's easy to use. And most importantly, it's free, so there's yeah. no cost to actually put the things that you do on there so other liberty-minded folks all around the planet can see them, and maybe you'll get a little bit of new business out of it. Yeah, yeah. and thank you for the kind words. You know, having
5: uh, done a lot of the design on it myself, I appreciate
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if it weren't a great site, we wouldn't be behind it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that for years, you know, liberty-minded folks have wanted to have a good business directory. Right. And there were a couple of lame attempts at it over the years. I remember them. Yeah. and they never <laughs> I bet went, you took a look. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they never went anywhere, you know, of any meaningful level of use. And they didn't look good. And, and you guys have solved all of those problems. And one of the things I love the most about Liberty.Menu is it stays fresh, because you have a system that, you know, one of these these old sites, if you put something on the site and you forgot about it, then it would stay there forever. So even if your business went under or that business would stop for whatever reason or move locations or whatever, you would never get to get an update on that. The, the data yeah. gets stale. Yeah, it's like time.
5: mostly dead listings on a lot of those websites. And that's embarrassing. Yes. When
0: you go to these sites and you get into, these places are closed. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things Liberty.Menu uh, you know, solved by every year, you guys send a ping, an email out to the person who put an item on Liberty.Menu saying, hey, are you still out there? If so, just click this link, and we'll freshen up your – make sure you update your phone number. Is it still accurate? Is Mm -hmm. all this information still accurate? Yes. Okay, well, then hit save, and you're good for another year. And that's how you keep the site fresh, and I love it. It Mm -hmm. works great. Yeah, thank you. So anyway, that's uh, Liberty.Menu. Go check it out. You can use code FTL. Get a special Free Talk Live listener badge over there at Liberty.Menu. So uh, besides being the co-founder of that, you've got your own thing that you're doing now, uh, Descent. D C E N T L I F E decentlife.io, io is the website. That's right. It's a clothing brand for crypto. Yeah, it's a crypto lifestyle apparel brand. So, so what is uh,
5: apparel? What is lifestyle apparel? Uh, so, I'm sure you uh, have seen around. If you just look around, quite a few people that are wearing, let's say, a Bitcoin shirt or you know their favorite token, they're yep. trying to rep it, right? Yep. Yep. But um, a lifestyle brand is something that is it it makes it cool it has a, a brand with a story and a feel and you know like is more elevated you know it's about style and quality it's
0: not just a bitcoin logo on a t-shirt yeah, it, yeah it's mm-hmm. not
5: it's not just a more free merch that you
0: get when you go to a conference it's you know high quality stuff so higher quality clothing like the actual yeah. thread count or whatever whatever fa- makes a piece of clothing better you've got those yeah the kind of things. the quality and the design that goes into it what made you want to do this i mean were you in the clothing business before i mean how did this happen
5: yeah i mean i've been a designer for uh a little over 20 years uh used to be art director of a an apparel company in between what 2009 and 2013 Mm -hmm. um and uh my the employee that i actually hired became we became best friends and he ended up working with me on this project so we uh took what we knew from starting or for working with an apparel brand, you know, building it from a, what, a $5 million a year apparel brand to a $50 million a year apparel brand. Wow, that's impressive. Uh And then, um, you know, we saw a gap in the market, you know, as I mentioned, there's no good quality apparel in the crypto enthusiast community. So we decided to seize that opportunity, um, you know, build a brand around it and, uh, not only is it you know good, good design, good quality, and uh, a brand that we think speaks to the community, but we're also incorporating blockchain into what we do. How does that work? So there's two lines, two main lines of, or collections of our products. We have an unlimited collection and we have a limited collection. Mm-hmm. With the unlimited collection, you have the opportunity to add a, an NFT token. To it, which is a non-fungible token built on the Ethereum blockchain. Hmm. Uh, this token, called an unlimited token, proves the authenticity of that piece. You know, it's a fun it's sort a of provenance. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a novelty that um, you know is a fun use case for what has been previously
0: mostly been used for uh, digital collectibles like when, CryptoKitties. When you say non-fungible, it's something that is unique to the other tokens in that token system? Right. So, you know, fungible meaning that you can uh, uh, break it into,
5: you know, a million pieces or satoshis, right? You know, and um, with this, you know, there's one token, it's one piece of provable property that only one person can own at a time. So if you go through the process to be issued a token, you are proven that you are the owner of an authentic, decent, unlimited product. Now, if you get the limited from the limited edition line, which is actually for members only, um, it uh, it comes with a delimited token, and that adds provable scarcity hmm. on top of it because all of our members-only descent limited products uh, are released in strictly limited runs. Accounts, yeah. Exactly. So our first line of products, there's only 100 that will ever be made of these particular products. Wow. And if you purchase number 3 of 100, that token
0: proves that you own number 3 of 100. Now, the the initial product line, so this is brand new. You guys are just getting this off the ground. You told me earlier this is your first publicity essentially being at anarcho vegas here so you know you've got some we can talk a little bit about them you've got some free ross uh items Mm -hmm. over there you've got uh cryptocurrency related you know descent uh t-shirts does that mean those designs will go away after the first hundred of them are sold or will you reissue the design just as like second edition no the design will go away it's gone okay so you're gonna make completely new products after this that's right Okay, that's very interesting. And so, how's the reception been here at uh, this event? Oh so man, people are loving it. They
5: really see it immediately. It's like we don't even have to explain it that much because mm-hmm. you know this is our audience. They know for the most part what an NFT is. Uh, and I had you—you you had to define it for me. Yeah, non fungible token. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been,
0: I've been in the crypto space for years, and I had it was the first time I've heard of it.
5: Yeah. Well, um, you know even without having to know what an nft is once
1: you explained what it was i got it yeah (laughs) yeah
5: and they they see the value in it and it's you know uh it's i think it speaks to them more as more than a novelty and they can actually see how it could uh potentially increase the uh you know the resale
0: value of it down the the road it is yeah and people people love that stuff they love to have something that's unique Something that uh, and and what you're saying is they can prove their ownership of this thing. They can prove it's not a fake. Mm -hmm. There's no way this thing can be counterfeited, right? Now this is something that clothing brands and other brands of physical products have been struggling with for a long time, and they've they've looked to governments Mm -hmm. to help solve this problem by taking down websites and things like that. You're gonna make it so that's totally unnecessary. There's no need for any kind of you know government enforcement, right? Because you just prove it, correct? I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, clothing is one of those areas where they're not protected by copyright or anything like that. There's no intellectual That's true. property. Design. Around clothing designs are not patentable. Anything but mm-hmm. the trademark. So if you have a Louis Vuitton bag, it, it has the Louis Vuitton logo all, all over it. You could copy that, you can copy the bag, but you can't copy the logo. And that's all there is as far as protections in clothing. But what you're doing is creating a free market protection for the mm-hmm. clothing, if you know that's what people want. Smart stuff.
0: Alexander Meyer, co-founder of DecentLife.io D-C-E-N-T-L-I-F-E.io I suspect we're going to see you around at many more conferences in yeah. the future. Yeah, and if I can throw one more thing
5: in if real that's fast. All right. um, we are, on August 1st, going to be launching a crowdfunding campaign to help us raise some money to be able to have a marketing budget to really you know blast this
0: out to the world so please check us out decentlife.io thanks alexander more coming up from free talk live it's free talk live we're at uh anarcho vegas the first one ever and lots of uh, cool folks here we're meeting new people and we're meeting uh, people that we've known for just about ever Doug Scribner is uh, back here taking over Mark's role on the show. Hey, Doug. Hey, just call me Mark Edge. I
6: can, <laughs> I'll do my best to talk about things and you know my wife and my kids and everything. I'm gonna know. have to
0: fix your mic technique just like so oh, I have to fix yeah, Mark's yeah. Oh, every right, damn time. Oh, I have to do this every time with Mark. Oh, your own so, partner, right? Yeah. You know, you no, I've known
6: you since uh, Florida. You think, think he you would learn
0: that by? Do we know each other in
6: Florida? We did. I've followed you since you're in Florida. Okay, and I used yeah, to call did.
0: in. We didn't meet until, no, until like Pork Pork Fest or right. something like that. Uh, Doug Scribner is a longtime uh, guest and friend of the show here, longtime listener. Amplifier. Uh, but we also have somebody else who's new to me uh, on the air with us right now. Doug, do you want to do the introduction?
6: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Bullard is with me. Uh, yeah. I'll probably let him tell his own story. But Stu, yeah. I hired, basically, Absolutely. as CEO
0: of um, Air Theorem, which is... Which you've talked about um, in the past. I think I, we talked about it at Anarchapolco. Right. You weren't here this two year years ago. two years
6: ago. I did a little presentation about it.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, let me see if I can recall exactly what it is. It's some kind of blockchain based ride sharing app for, uh, for private airlines. Yes. Okay. You did, I did all right. right. You did it pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's it. much more De- deeper I'm than I'm sure that. it is. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> right. And Stu is the perfect guy for this. Why? Why, why are you the perfect guy?
7: Um let's let's start from today and go back. All right. Um perfect these uh I spent my last f- four years in uh application development and software development. Okay. Um prior to that I spent my last twelve years as a uh type rated multi type rated uh pilot. Uh, wow. from, uh what does that uh, mean exactly? Multi type rated multi type rated pilot, pilot is uh being able to fly different aircrafts, mm-hmm. classes. Uh, for instance, I fly anything mid-sized jet down, like the Citation uh, 10, the Challenger 600 series. Uh, those are jets. Those are jets. And these are private jets. They're like eight, ten passenger jets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, twin props, Pilatus, uh, single props, Pilatus PC-12, uh, Piaggio P-180, Avante 2. Um, and I spent all that to become an aviator, to understand the business of aviation. I've Put myself in as a pilot to understand the physics of it as well um, and before that um, I was a celebrated music
0: producer um,
6: Celebrate good Come on.
0: <laughs> not that old yeah you don't look that old like you've got this long career of music producer pilot and everything
7: thank you, you, thank look you. good yeah uh, but you music, know music
6: producer for for who
7: Stu dr dre yeah. oh dropping to name names. to name many of uh uh tupac is this is back in the 90s oh, yeah. this is back in the early this is back mid 90s so wow. uh, I, I come from pittsburgh i was classically trained mm-hmm. um i started on the violin when i was five years old wow um, i amassed to 13 instruments fluently in the classical jazz and r&b mm-hmm. environment and then i was fortunate to get a record deal with a Universal Music Group through Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre hmm. and I was signed to produce music and so I did you know likes of California Love Keep mm-hmm. the Heads Ringing a uh, bunch of you know Snoop type stuff during the Death Row days and then we left Death Row and created that old aftermath situation and um, then we have Eminem and uh, 50 Cent Kendrick Lamar and it's like a boutique label yeah it's a big repertoire yeah for sure so th- what what all of the things that I'm naming is passion-based. It's you know I figured out that I do what I love and that's it. And that's what you should do. I, I think everybody should do yeah. that. And uh, you know, what's the connection with uh, blockchain and crypto is that coming from the music industry, we missed that boat of the file sharing uh, technology. Uh, the, the sudden change, the exponential change of technology has has made things go different. So sure. You know, people like uh, myself and Dre, who went into OEM, headphones and things like that, we found other passions that were related to, you know, music and related to the things that we love to do. So that's how I got into aviation. For them. Wow.
6: But how, tell the story about how you, after the... The production days and your, your car wash yeah, that 's the thing that 's like that is such a cool story
7: <laughs> the car wash days you 're talking about the um, so the there high was, end there was a transition that was going on in um, at that time was producing uh, neo it was an b at that time, and we were going through a transition of okay, what are we going to do next mm-hmm. um, instead of going in Going further into music or another environments or ranges of, of music, uh, I went into. I met a friend of mine outside of music, and we invested into uh, exotic car dealership. Mm. And it was very uh, that was fun because during that time, I had the ability, humbly speaking, I had the ability to sell these cars to all of my friends that I grew up with in the music and film and. Because they could afford it, sure. <laughs> and we made a a brand a name out of out of that and it was it was uh where was this on the west coast this is on the west coast Uh it's in studio city okay yes and uh we we did really well we we started selling cars more than than the dealerships we're plucking cars from dealerships and then we started renting them to picture studios right in case you need a fancy car for a music video or something like that right or a movie or or a television show so so that that was my uh, quick stint. Well,
6: and, th- and then I probably remember.
7: Tell me if I'm wrong, Steve. Okay.
6: Uh, every now and then you get a request from some movie star yes. who's renting a car. Say, hey, would you do me a favor and pick me up at the private
7: airport in that fancy car? Absolutely. So, you know, we we when that when that uh, trigger happened, Doug, uh, it was a a, a a light bulb came up to us, and we were like, you know what, we'll go over to the flight base operations and just say, hey, we mm-hmm. have the same clients. They drive our cars, uh, you fly the planes, and then everything is uh, the same. So we did this flight car package. It was basically, I I approached every flight-based operation with my business and said, hey, uh, um, I can leave cars here for you, and your clients can book a flight, land, take my uh, Rolls-Royce or Ferrari or something, and have that for the whole time, and then deliver it back and get on a plane, and it'll be just one price. And that point right there, is when i was looking at the all the planes at the airbase and just like wow and i just made me remember the days when my father he's a retired air force pilot uh he turned into a serviceman at the airbase in pittsburgh and i used to go there all the time my mom used to take me to the Mm airbase and i just remember those days and i was like and my my friend who owned the flight base operations says Stu, like we're doing so good with these flight car packages what do you want to do? Like, what can we do more? I was like, I want to become a pilot. All right. And then he was laughing. He was like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can't be pilots. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, you're a music producer. Um, you're from okay. the music industry.
4: <laughs> you guys if like you, Wait, wait, wait. Phone... If you're a
0: music producer, you're pressing buttons and flipping levers. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, talking to people in microphones. Talking to people in microphones. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It seems like you understand
8: it.
7: So... Yeah, I mean... With yeah. headsets on. With headsets, right. yeah. yeah. So he, they basically pointed out all the negative things that were going on in the music industry and mm-hmm. lined that up with, you know, zero responsibility, you know? So I said, you know what, give me give me a year and let's see what happens. And so he did. He made a recommendation, him and Clay Lacey and others uh, made these recommendations for me to go f- to Mach 1 training. And I came out as a Class 1 airman. I was top of my class. I went back to the flight base operation, and I became their pilot and <laughs> started doing all of their flights. And-
6: right. So he goes from record producer to private pilot. And then somehow it gets into drones
0: and technology. Hold that thought. We're going to continue here in Good just segue. a moment. We got more on the way with uh, our guests, Doug Scribner and Stuart Bullard in uh, just a moment here from Anarcho Vegas. It is Free Talk. I'm crazy about My Magic Mud.
1: This is the most important oral care product created this millennium. And I'm not kidding. We all have different opinions on politics and issues, but we all have mouths. And I want yours to be as clean as possible with teeth as bright as they were meant to be. I will never be without My Magic Mud. It's a little surprising, but man, does it work. If you only listen to one thing I say ever, go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with code FTL. MyMagicMud.com, code FTL. Yeah!
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are at Anarcho Vegas. 2019, anarchovegas.com, their website, our website, freetalklive.com, and another great site you need to know about, especially if you're a business owner who's looking to accept cryptocurrency from your customers. Doesn't matter if you've got a, a brick and mortar business where you've got customers coming to you, or if you're somebody going to them. Maybe you're a plumber or a service provider, you're going to somebody's house, you want to collect crypto uh, from your customers who want to pay you with that. Well, any pay has got you covered.
6: Love Derek and Steven they're amazing
0: they're amazing any pay their website is helpmetakebitcoin.com they'll take you through the basic steps of downloading their app which is available for uh, both iOS and Android devices now there's also a web version so if you don't have like a tablet or a phone at your uh, point of sale that's okay you can still use the website Uh, helpmetakebitcoin.com they'll help you set up your cryptocurrency wallet. If you don't already have one, if you do already have a crypto wallet, you're almost halfway done. Uh, if you've already got a tablet at your, uh, you know, your your point of sale, you're almost done. Basically, you just load up the app and set it up in just a mere moments. Piece of cake. It's so easy. easy. I set people up little coffee shops and stuff, but to have a point of sale system that's
6: more incorporated that these guys have, it's gonna help a lot of it's businesses. So
0: easy to use, and there's most importantly no cost to accept cryptocurrency through the AnyPay app. So just go to helpmetakebitcoin.com and get started there. It's uh, it's way easier than you think it's going to be. helpmetakebitcoin.com as we continue here from Anarcho, Vegas, Getting the the backstory on Stuart Bullard, who is a former music producer for folks like Dr. Dre and many others in the 90s, ended up getting interested in being an airline pilot and flying, you know, fancy private jets. And I think that's where we picked up the story. Doug Scribner joining me here as well. Uh, these are two of the guys yep. who are involved with FlyApp.io, and that's where we're going to. We're going to explain what yeah. that is coming up here in a little bit. But still, I think we're still on the backstory part here. So,
6: yeah, Stu Stu uh, is Fly App is an app. So how would, how could a guy who's a music producer then a pilot have have experience
0: building apps? I don't know. He a, does. Apparently, he does everything. <laughs> apparently,
7: <laughs> apparently. Well, that's why we hired him. <laughs> right. I, I, I am Suzuki trained. Uh, uh, Doug is a musician. He's a very great piano player. Mm-hmm. And, Thanks, uh, Stu. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, but what I did with Suzuki is I applied it to all forms of life, not only just music. So I am a constant learner, and I applied that when it was time to go into Guitar Hero. So a friend of mine, um, uh, during that transition of the uh, exotic car situation, came to me and says, hey, we want you to meet the creators of Guitar Hero. And this is before it, was a, it was before it was a console game. It was okay. an arcade set up in Korea, and they were playing only Korean music. Hmm. And so I met this, this guy down in a Comic-Con in San Diego, and he told me he wanted to do a, a video game, console video game, with all the music licenses, everybody's music. And I said, that's impossible. Hmm. Impossible. Uh, because but, the, the expense of getting those licenses yep, all from, those the record labels? from all the record labels. Yeah, yeah. And they don't share. They don't talk to each other. They talk to each other, but they yeah. just that's how they are. So uh, with this effort of getting, gaining the music licenses, I was also spending a lot of my time with the developers, just standing over their shoulders, learning how to code, uh, building an application, a console application, which is very extensive about 10 times harder than building an app.
8: Uh, really? but uh, Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. It's a really uh, in-depth, um, large teams, and we were able to successfully pull off uh, Guitar Hero and a couple other games.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so you're
7: like a producer on those games then, basically. Exactly.
0: Okay, well, wow.
6: yeah. Good. I mean, what a pedigree. So then the Fly app, you know, so the, I I've been in the Bitcoin space e, since 2011. That Thanks you to have. you and Mark. Yep, it's all our fault. It is. You know, you guys, I, I thank you so much all the time. So I was looking after a couple of pork fest after selling my smoothies yep. looking mm-hmm. for another way to get involved uh, in the in the space. So I did, you know, watch my bit for a while. That's right. That was an early the first uh, video streaming platform that used bitcoin for micropayments and- pioneer guys. Exactly. And um, so then I after that, you know, became untenable because of the scaling. Okay, right. I understand. But the next thing was vault logic and then we had Air Ethereum.
0: Which, by the way, I just want to insert yeah. here. Um, I did get to try Vault Logic over uh, this week. You know, is it? I don't know if it's sad, but the you know the one thing I wanted to do when I came to Vegas was try the Vault Logic out. That's all I cared about. <laughs> I was like, Mark, I'm going. To, we're going to Caesars. We're walking down there. I'm going to try this Vault Logic because we've talked to yep. Doug about this thing. It's a it's a crypto, massive crypto vending machine. Yeah. Yes. slash uh, It also buys crypto back. I did notice that it hadn't done, it didn't do other things yet. And I know you yeah. had this vision for like paying your bills. Bill and, pay,
6: check cashing, yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
0: Uh, gift cards, and eventually ATM. ATM. So we so still have this on the horizon. Oh, still, of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, one of the reasons is because uh,
6: the Simon Mall properties have a uh-huh. contract with an ATM provider. So we can't, you can't do offer that. That. Uh, which is which is you know, okay. a blessing and a curse. Number one, we're we're not quite ready for it, yeah. so that's going to be in the next.
0: Well, there's a lot of banking of regulations and stuff, right? Involved, right, right. Involved but it's going to be a
6: couple a no, couple of weeks. Yeah. So anyway, I'll cool. watch uh, Vault Logic. We launched, and then the same guy who came up with those brilliant ideas, my partner John, came John, up with. What's up, John? Yeah, who will <laughs> be here soon. Came up with uh, Fly or Air Ethereum. Okay. And then we needed to move that along and we ran into Stu who, who John met through how did his you, How do you
0: run into this this guy? John's like this. cousin is um, John's
7: cousin is my best friend uh, Tragen. He, we worked together in defense contracts when I was doing all the drone stuff.
0: Which uh, we didn't even talk didn't about.
7: Even he talked. did
6: drone stuff. Wow. He he, I'm mean, talking drone apps drone software. Uh, his company Dreamhammer yes. consulted with the Sochi Olympics yes. to make those drone shows that you saw that were so amazing. I'm sorry I didn't watch the Olympics. <laughs> Imagine hundreds of drones all television. dancing together. Together oh, with LEDs neat. flashing in order, making animations in the that sky. That sounds
7: amazing. Right. He, one of swarm, his... his Swarms. It's a swarm software. Yeah. Yeah, so we, he's right. We um, During that time, uh, James Cameron... Uh, hey, what's up, James? He introduced me to a, a colleagues down in San Diego that uh, do software applications for cyber. And at that time, back in the day around 2013, they were asking, the, the the Department of Defense was asking for uh, more uh, control of the drones between the, the pilots in the box and the actual drone. So because they were losing connection, uh, these drones were loitering or they were flying out of control, they were mm-hmm. crashing. One en- ended up in, a, in enemy territory and they lobotomized it. Oh, wow. So because of that, they had... The, the administration at the time mandated that they have a, a, a command and control connection. Uh, so, if some if the pilot loses control of it, then the software will take over. So, right. we so we built the software that controls flight control systems on the, on drones, uh, the data that that transfers it, and also the sensors. It controls the sensors that are on board the drones. And we've successfully been able to do that for defense contracting, agriculture, and energy. And with that, we built a, an AI platform that came from out-of-government development, uh, which we use in the Fly app as right. well. Right. Wow. Yeah. And the Fly app is a project of Air Ethereum, which
6: allows, to, allows you to hail private jets um, with your voice. Like Alexa. Or Siri. Wait, what? Or Siri. Yeah. Uh, you basically say, I want a flight from New York to Los Angeles on Thursday the 27th. Boom. That's
7: it. Seconds. An AI
6: goes out, pulls available uh, private flights from the biggest carriers,
0: That's right. and shows you your options huh. in the app. Can, and this we, is happening now. Yeah, this is available now. This yep. isn't some sort of proof of concept. This is it's not a proof of concept. We've been working on it since last August, of
7: 2018, last yeah. year. And we've been... Testing it and using it on certain clients. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been at different conferences, including Sundance. CES, CES Sundance. CES, CES. CES Sundance, CES first. Sundance twice, CES. Yep, CES. Yeah. Uh, we won the blockchain. Uh, uh, it was a competition. Uh, based, basically, it was like a pitch. Yep. And we won that category for digital money form. Yep. Cool. And um, guess,
9: VolLogic guess came in second place. Second place, place Vault Logic, <laughs> so Both the companies
6: I
7: helped. Yes. Work with. <laughs> so Doug had first and second place. Very nice. And uh, then we went on to Sundance, and beyond the app, you have to showcase uh, for our clients a way for them to have an experience. So Mm -hmm. we do uh, pick and choose different type of locations. Sundance, for once, is our second year of doing it. We did a seven-day installment where we had speaker sessions, high-end dinners, DJs playing at the night. Uh, some famous artists Famous artists like, flying in and Like um, Avril Lavigne and Macy Gray Hold that in.
0: thought guys We're going to continue here More in moments from Anarcho Vegas, Doug Scribner And also Stuart Bullard from FlyApp.io This is right. Free Talk Live It's Free Talk Live at Anarcho Vegas, uh, And uh, if you missed it Well you probably can go next year Because so I'm going to guess they're going to do this again We'll let you know when we hear about it. You can go to anarchovegas.com in the meantime. And also, I uh, want to say thank you to, uh, let's see here, um, Chip. Chip who is a Free Talk Live gold amplifier that means Chip is contributing uh, $10 a month to what we do here the amp program stands for advertise market and promote we've got over 200 great radio stations that air this show at various different times throughout the week but we could have 300 we could have 400 I am for 25 bucks a month You're awesome but I'm not I know you're not trying to outdo Chip but I know uh, Chip is excellent Chip. hey we need more chips in the world Absolutely and the the, uh, the amount we ask for is $5 a month that's all that you uh, that's all that we ask and you can go to Live. Com. You can do it with uh, PayPal, you can do it with credit card, you can do it with Bitcoin BTC over at ampamp.freetalklive.com. So thanks, Chip, and thanks everybody else who either has amped in the past or is currently amping the show. And thank you to you if you have not yet done so, but you're going to do so soon at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue, uh, we're talking about Ethereum, which is hard to spell. But luckily, flyapp.io is not hard to spell. F-L-Y-A-P-P, flyapp.io. That is uh, an app that I have not yet tried because uh, I don't know if I can afford to fly on. We'll show it to you. We'll show it to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll it to you're you. going to show yeah. me. All right, you're going to give me a demo. All right, cool. Yes. And you were just explaining that, uh, and Stuart Bullard and Doug Scribner here from uh, flyapp.io, explaining that this allows people to hail... A private jet. Quite literally. You, you, you say you think, you know, when you hail an Uber, yeah. you use your thumbs
6: and type something. Right. When you hail a cab, you say, cabbie, okay, right. Cabby, Yeah, speak. So, yeah, right. our fly-up, you're actually using your voice.
0: Okay. <laughs> and you say, I want to fly from Los Angeles to Chicago, and I want to go in this time time range or whatever. And, yep. Yep. and it finds the flights for you. And that's kind of where we left off, but do continue.
7: Absolutely. Um, we, we took some of the AI fra- from the uh, defense contract type situation. And a great, uh, wonderful gentleman named Doug Scribner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. name dropping him right here. <laughs> and uh, John Owens, who um, is my—he's considered like my cousin—came uh, to me with this with this idea of like they've been doing so well with Ethereum as far as the awareness, and they were building, uh, but kind of like a—I a, call it like a. a, a very very sub demo version of uh, of the mm-hmm. app, a framework. It was- but we, were,
6: we we knew we wanted to have a blockchain involved. And that's, exactly. That, that's where we're from. John is the guy I throw support behind because he's got such great ideas. So we're ready to take it to the next level. We had a uh, blockchain concepts. We have uh, you know we are, we've been in the crypto space. John too yeah. since 2011. So, you know, um, marrying those two things, we had already done yep. and, and worked on. But we hadn't got an app. We hadn't got the AI. We hadn't got a, a name like Stuart Bullard to lead the way.
0: Okay, but how do you do blockchain with a, with a ride-hailing app for planes? What does blockchain have to do with that? Good question. Um,
7: we have to, you know, we build a product to actually feed the, the industry, the blockchain industry. And that way, we built a blockchain bridge with cryptography. Uh, basically, it's a connection that allows uh, our clients to you know, basically pay the top 10 currencies um, that they can use and it immediately transforms the, the, cr- the crypto into fiat to pay the flight-based operation. So we basically built a blockchain bridge that goes between mm. the client into our app directly to the flight base operation. So
6: it's a gateway like, like any pay, right? It's a yeah. gateway, uh, and this is nothing new, except ours are integrated automatically through partnerships and um, Absolutely. through the app itself. So, so crypto, the, new, the nouveau crypto rich can now fly around with their currency of choice, for the most part.
0: So, is, just to be clear, FlyApp doesn't take cash. FlyApp doesn't take credit card. It does. It does. It does. It takes all forms of payment. Okay. We're not uh, going to
6: leave money on the
7: table. We're not leaving money on the table. And we're to know. not going to leave legacy behind. Yeah. Shout out to legacy industry. <laughs> it's, we do want to, we want to educate and introduce a whole new system of payment. And blockchain is is the perfect yeah. way. But there's the other blockchain um, component too. Yeah, we do. We have a custodial setup. With Prime Trust, a shout out to Prime Trust, uh, where clients uh, can actually load up money onto the app, and it's stored in a custodial account. So we do not hold the money within the app; mm-hmm. it's a custodial setup with Prime Trust. So we also built a blockchain bridge that allows clients to store their their Bitcoin or their, their, their currency, and also a token that we have created called a Fly Tokens, basically like Fly Miles. Uh, that lives so you get within,
6: rewards. Exactly.
7: Okay. okay. That okay. lives within the app. Utility uh, token. That's a pay homage yeah. to Don Cardi. And, and where are we
6: located out of? Wyoming.
7: Wyoming. Which is, Why? of
6: course, crypto-friendly state uh, on, the, on the country. I well, heard
7: about that. And we are one of the three first uh, companies in Wyoming to gain a bank account that is crypto-friendly. What? What? How is that possible? Because Wyoming is
6: great, and so is Caitlin Long. Uh, I've met met her actually. She was at the thank you, Caitlin. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Pioneers in the space. Wyoming was the first state that had the LLC. By the way, Delaware took it over, but they pioneered it. So they're now pioneering blockchain banking and have passed so many favorable laws. I don't want to say forcing, but requiring banking for industries and companies that want to also be.
7: you know, out of the closet yeah, like crypto people. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to hear that, guys. All right, so where's this going next? Where we're going next is we have been, like I said, we've been using the app with certain clients, uh, been testing it. They've been using, paying with different cryptos with it. We, we've had some high, uh, really famous people use
6: our app, uh, or use our service. Very famous. Right, right, which we can't mention. In okay.
7: crypto and in the entertainment industry as well. Um, but, we are up to a point now that we are ready to finish the app in the fall. It will be released. Oh, we'll so be this ready. is out or not out?
0: It's not it's out. Not out. It's so like, it's the it's people who've test. used it, you've
7: sort of allowed them to yes. test, test it, you. Exactly. So, so in aviation, uh, there is no trial and error. You have to go in a live environment. Mm-hmm. So enable for us to test the app's uh, ability to produce uh, sourcing flights and uh, be Gathering able to do currency payments, payments yeah. and all the other things that we do with it. We had to put the app into a live environment mm-hmm. and only select some of our clients to actually use the app uh, like for early testing. beta testing. Yeah. yeah, right. Hey, yeah, just focus test. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And um, we, it's working great. I've, like I said, we, I've showed it on different uh, shows. I've done it on uh, at, at CES live for everybody. People seen it work in action. Um, So I'm excited, very excited on our progress. We're going to be able to have an app. We'll have a token, Mm -hmm. and we will have, humbly speaking, we'll be able to gain the entertainment industry right away. Why? Because they know you, and you know people. So the the
6: clientele that we're able to bring in is going to be very attractive for people who want to jump on board with
7: us for yeah. example they are aware yeah already. okay yep. you know that was kind wow. kinda yeah we we even have a music celebrity
0: using our app and right? just quick question it does it make it more affordable to hail a ride like this or is it uh, you know, a little more expensive i like does to answer that out?
7: question uh we because we operate in the private industry which which serves the one to five percent yeah uh we do offer a range of costs of flights. Mm-hmm. So when the when the AI brings you back your costs, it can bring you back the cheap one yep. all the way up to the expensive pricey ones. We're like TripAdvisor or Kayak. Okay. Um, that gives you the ability to make your choice. And with the AI, it basically brings you the best cases, scenarios around you. Uh, and the reason I say uh, we're both, where we're price conscious and be able to compete against those prices, uh, we are able to also have a high-end concierge uh, look towards our app where people want, like, oh, instead, I don't care how much it costs. I just want to have a, a couch yep. in okay. my in okay. my plane. You know what I mean? So we're dealing with a lot of high-end some people. Fancy that, stuff here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sure. there's no
0: question of, like, price. Well, I just think it's cool that you guys are helping bring, you know, crypto out to some of these folks who are influencers, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know, maybe we're going to see more folks who uh, are record, you know, recording... recording recording artists and such um, endorsing cryptocurrency because that's important. It's important to get people out there who, uh, you you know, have a voice, who people respect and who people are going to pay attention to. And and hopefully this will lead to some of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's what we're hoping to do.
7: We want to educate. We want to make it uh, available to everyone. And uh, we want to uh, change the industry's uh, old ways in the aviation legacy setup. Uh, by making it more straight, fast efficient um, and safe uh, that 's what we this are. Is,
6: this has caught the eye of a lot of other people you know some investors, but also some existing air uh,
7: yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, because you know once we have the all of the things put together, we have the app, we have the token, the portal, we have everything together uh we 're ready to attract the next stages of funding and all the things that we're looking for.
0: It's very exciting you guys. Uh flyapp.io that's where you can go to learn more about this uh experience that Absolutely. is not yet available. What's the target for the launch on this fall. Fall of this year. Yes. All right. That could mean later could mean earlier it could be you never I'm, know i'm ready I'm, I'm you're ready to go ready to go now yeah, we,
6: we've had iterations come out already <laughs> but, but this we're aviation. perfecting it yeah. just to be
0: perfect you gotta have it right yeah, yeah have our it right.
6: app is unique
0: if you got a second drink. no we don't okay thank you for being on here guys really <laughs> really appreciate it thank you uh stewart bullard and doug scribner fly up the we got more coming up here Thanks, Ian. yep no problem from anarcho vegas this is free talk live
8: and not to mention the shedding, I would vacuum the carpet three times a week. Frodo was scratching all my lawn, bouncing on the side of the bed, keeping me awake the whole entire night from all the scratching and chewing. It kind of makes you neurotic.
10: Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy?
8: Mounds and mounds of fur all over the place. Come to
10: Dynavite for help.
8: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E no. dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Dynavite is... Nutrition. The omega 3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa.
10: Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods.
8: He gobbles it up. He's not up all night scratching. His shedding is minimal, and it is such a pleasure to have my calm, relaxed, non shedding puppy back. And I have to thank Dinovite for that.
10: Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dinovite for help.
8: Eight five nine four two eight one thousand. Eight five nine four two eight one. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: It's Free Talk Live, and we are at Anarcho Vegas. Uh, Jeff Berwick is on stage uh, as we speak. He is... uh, that's why the whole place is cleared out. Yeah. It's like it's a ghost town out Everybody's here in the in area. He's, uh, he's winging it, and he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's, it's amazing. Uh, he's, he's awesome. And uh, he just announced uh, an Arcapulco's MC is going to be Benny Wills, which is uh, super talented. I was great. just listening to his poetry in there, and yep. oh, my God. I mean, I'm like... I want to have him back on the air, but all I want to have him do is just read his poetry on the air. I don't want to ask him any questions. I just want the listeners to hear what he uh, he had to say. I don't know if this is being recorded uh, in there. I haven't even been in the, the yes, room. Yes, it is. It is. It's being okay. streamed. Okay, good. That's good to know. I believe it's on Facebook. It's oh, being streamed live that. on Facebook. <laughs> well, hopefully
1: it'll be you available. You can also go to anarchovegas.com and you get the, uh, get the stream there.
0: Okay, cool. Good to know. So, uh, Ian and Mark here in our remote studio as we launch into the third hour here on, uh, on Tuesday night. Finally, we both, Lynn, have connected. We were at Freedom Fest together. You walked by our table a, a number of times, and we almost always had somebody sitting there. I'm like, oh, I want to get Lynn on, but we're talking to somebody else right now. And luckily, we've connected here, and, uh, and here you are. Lynn Ulbricht is with us again from freeross.org. Hello, Lynn.
8: Hey, Ian. Great to be here with you guys. It's
0: always good to have you on. Uh, We were all together at uh, the launch party last night, sort of the pre- party for anarcho vegas which was also a free ross fundraiser Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a little a little auction it wasn't as large as what happened at the porcupine freedom festival but the the attendance was still good and the the fundraising was still pretty darn good as well i think was it 1500 or so do you do you recall what the um
8: i actually haven't gotten a final figure but yeah it's probably around that i know know?
0: there was a there was a very nice uh, art piece of ross uh, of course, we're talking about Ross Ulbricht for listeners who aren't familiar. He is the uh, the creator of The Silk Road, the world's first underground uh, marketplace that happened to ha- allow people to buy and sell, you know, things like drugs. Uh, for instance, the federal government uh, sentenced him to two life sentences plus 40 years for the dastardly crime of building a website, which is, you know, should be a freedom of speech issue. It should not even be uh, an illegal thing. If somebody's going to use a website to do something illegal, then they should go after that person. But they wanted to send a message, and uh, here we are today uh, with right. working on trying to get him out of that. that and even if you self. accept the premise that
1: uh, people should not should be controlled in the area of uh, which drugs they uh, put in their bodies and that sort of thing, even if you accept that premise, um, Ross, I mean, the things that he is accused of doing is are, are not that they aren't they don't merit two life sentences.
0: No, it's just God, no, commensurate about this. And there, there were heroin dealers on that site, I think, that got you know five to ten.
8: The biggest drug seller on the site got ten. Yeah, and everyone else got less than ten. Right. El Chapo just got half the sentence Ross did two days ago.
1: Whoa! I had not heard that news. Yep, they wow. rushed, him, rushed him off. So I mean, there you go. Ross Ulbricht is twice the villain that of El, El Chapo, Chapo, Chapo is. Who murdered
0: people? Right. This, I mean, he was for people, a real
8: kingpin. If right. you want to talk kingpin.
0: Yeah, for people that don't know, El Chapo was uh, was he the Sinaloa cartel guy? I think so. I mean, this I'm a, I'm guy, a cartel expert. I mean, this, right. I mean, he was a big, bigwig when it comes to uh, to drug gangs. Right. And uh, Ross Ulbricht never They're saw. They're right. piling heads up. Chapo's piling heads up. Ross, like, Ol- literally. Ross Ulbricht never saw the inside of a gang. You know, like he doesn't yeah. know what he that life no, is. He has never
8: right. been accused of any kind of causing any physical yeah. harm to anyone.
0: So um, we're here with you at this event. Uh, it was great last night to see. Yeah, that a, was. A thousand dollars was the bid on the uh, the artwork of yeah. Ross. There were some like DVDs and hats that went for hundreds. You know, two hundred dollars for a DVD. So I bet you it was probably more than more than fifteen hundred came in. And the money that uh, is being raised now is it still going to pay attorneys' bills at, at this point?
8: We've got like five of them.
0: Five attorneys. Yes,
8: we have. What um, are they doing? Well. Um, there are two that who are um, working on what's called a 2255, which is a petition to the court, to the district court, that um, is fighting for a new trial uh, based on the fact that the last trial had many flaws. And it's, a, it's hard to get, but we've got to try. Uh, we have... Um, I thought that the appeals process made that impossible. I mean no this isn't this isn't civil court, this is actually a civil, civil. suit, and it's not an appeal it's um different okay it's, um, yeah and um, so you're
1: suing the government for giving a bad trial.
8: I guess you could put it like that okay. I hadn't Interesting. thought of
1: that I had well, not heard this news. i hadn't I've never even heard of this being done, but it, uh, yeah i don't see why it could
8: everybody well, everybody from prison does it you know because it's your last chance. it's a Hail Mary kind yeah. of thing.
1: what could
0: come out of this
8: A if, new trial could really or it's possibly, the worst trial
1: I've ever seen yeah.
8: I mean, it's the worst. Tra- it was a
1: travesty. I mean, yeah, the, the biggest travesty I've ever seen. Yeah. They used every dirty trick in the book, and these are the people that are supposed to serve us. Yeah. and it's Uphold just, justice, right. uphold
8: fair trials.
1: Right, just disgusting.
8: Yeah, the prosecutors have hijacked our justice system and made it a conviction machine. That's what they've done.
1: You'd think that, yeah, anyway.
8: Yeah, uh, and what else up, are the lawyers uh, doing? Uh, okay, and then we have this uh, horrible piece of trash movie that is portraying Ross as an actual physical murderer. Oh, my God. And we have to fight that because, you know. Is this
0: like a Hollywood movie? What yeah, is this? it's a
8: minor in, you know, independent feature film that um, is completely defaming, wow. uh, you know, falsely. Ross and, and they're, you know, so we have to that's lawyers. Which is that's what the prosecutors
0: started by the way, by dragging out these allegations about him, claiming that he had conducted a murder for hire when in point of fact, he has never faced any charges for that and there's no, no evidence of it because right. if there were any evidence, they would have charged oh, yeah. him with it in a heartbeat, but they there is They no pile
8: everything advice. on but this is taking it one step further and actually having him actually assassinate someone, oh my which God. is so red- with blood and the whole and it's it, it, yeah, so wow. that. Well, for ha-
0: listeners that don't no, know, Ross is a voluntarist. He's a libertarian. He's a principled libertarian. He would not aggress against another human being. It's just, uh, it's just so unbelievable. I mean, I don't know him personally, yeah, obviously, right. but I know what I've read about him, right. and I know what he's written.
8: Well, he proved it in prison to his own uh, jeopardy point. because he was being uh, pressured, well, pressured, forced, whatever, right. to beat up another inmate, and he wouldn't do it. He said, was no, like I'm not going to do that. Yeah, well, it's not initiation. It was more like, an expectation by some of the people in there that
0: do this or else yeah kind of it's a do
8: and if you don't then you're going to be targeted
0: Mm -hmm.
8: and he wouldn't do it he could have you know so they wanted him
0: to do their dirty work for them two
8: of them you get Mm -hmm. two on you know anyway so he put himself in jeopardy rather than you know attack another person and he's there's not (laughs) anyone who knows ross and knew him before just it's absurd to think that he is any kind of threat to anyone He's totally principled, like you say, voluntarist, peaceful person. Right. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, so to further his own career and make money, this Hollywood person is, you know, sure, have a really sensationalistic scene. So we have to fight that. That's lawyers. Mm. Um, let's see, who else? That's a couple of... And then there's some that are we are trying to make our defense fund more um safe in you know in terms of it is now but you know setting it up there's certain paperwork and stuff like that
1: gotcha uh and then you're also i'm sure there's more i just yeah. trying <laughs> oh. to connect with uh somehow getting Russ a pardon or a well, commentation
8: oh, yeah, yeah and then that guy <laughs> yes so that's um yes and we're working with um people to help us yeah, put together a packet to present and, and you know, yes, yeah, so the to presented the And you Donald have to get Trump. it in
1: front of the right people. I mean, people yes. are, you know, it's a big nation and there's lots of pardon, pardons coming in front of Donald Trump.
8: Right, I know. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, although yeah. there was news uh, while we were doing all these interviews and live, and you know, here at these conferences in Vegas, uh, there was a headline that uh, the government has been releasing now some drug prisoners from uh, their minor. They had this tiny little sentencing reform. They actually called it like the baby step bill or something. Yeah. yeah, first first step. The
8: first step act. Yeah. And yeah. so they
0: actually have apparently some people have
8: fallen under that
0: begun releasing some of those people. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So it's good. you know. I, very good it's hard to be optimistic about the government you know yes, because they're so awful and they hurt so many people they do. but you know they there have are a process
1: and they have to run some people through that process otherwise the process is of uh it, it, it is of no value so they're going to run some people through there will be people pardoned this year there will be people pardoned next year there will be people pardoned the year and after. it
0: really is all about who you know and if you can get in front of the right people. Who know Donald Trump, then maybe you can get his attention and maybe he'll actually do something. If he cares about attention, let's not forget that I
1: have and you have pledged to vote for Donald Trump if he pardons Ross Albrecht. And I'm sure that there are many, many Many of our listeners, our half a million listeners who would do it um, on uh, more than 200 radio stations and all across the internet that would choose to do the same thing. So,
0: can you stick with us for some more here? Lynn Ulbricht is with us. FreeRoss.org is the website. That's where you can go to sign petitions to help support. We can talk more about that Uh, coming up here on Free Talk Live as we are from Anarcho Vegas. This is free talk live, we're at uh, I was about to say Freedom Fest. We're at Anarcho Vegas. We were at Freedom Fest uh, all these days. It's been a lot, lot of broadcasting. We ended up with two lo- two more shows than we expected to do. We're recording Tuesday night show at this point, Lynn. And it's been uh, it's been a little exhausting, uh, but uh, also all of it's brought to you by local.bitcoin.com, and of course uh, the folks over at bitcoin.com are longtime supporters of, of Ross uh, Roger Veer. Uh, one of the uh, the big big ones uh, behind helping out at freerust.org. Go to local.bitcoin.com and you can buy and sell Bitcoin Cash with uh, dozens of payment methods, including PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or just meeting up in person with Cash. You don't need to show identification in order to uh, to get your account on the site. And the conversations between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So it's finally an actually private trading platform that you can use anytime you want. It's global at local.bitcoin.com. That's local.bitcoin.com. As we continue, Ian and Mark here in our remote studio, we've got Lynn Ulbricht with us from freeross.org. She is the mother of Ross Ulbricht, a man sitting in prison now for six years?
8: Uh, It'll be six in October 1st. It'll be six full years. He went in at 29. He's 35.
0: And uh, we were just talking about some of the experiences that he's had on the inside. Uh, I remember uh, hearing a, a letter written by him. I don't know who was reading it. I don't know if it was uh, Roger Veer or something like that. But talking about how it seems like he hasn't lost his hope. It seems like he's still a positive person. Um, that the this terrible system that is the the federal prison system hasn't completely ruined him at this point? Can you can you yes, speak to sure. to how he is today? You're the one that talks to him the most.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And that's one reason I've been committed to living where he is. So he will have visits from the outside. And he, it's not only me, but I'm consistently there. How
0: many times have they moved him around in, um, in six or seven years? Three. Three times. Okay. Well,
8: actually four. If you count within New York, there's two different places. And where is he now? He's in Tucson, Okay. which is good because it's not violent like the last place. Good. So, uh, yeah, it's a huge relief. Um, Is it no, a different
0: security level? No,
8: no, it's not. It's but because he was made a target for, by not assaulting someone, right. he's gone to where they put people who are targeted.
0: I see. Yeah. Okay. And
8: it's it's not violent. Got it. He's he's just intentionally a positive person by nature, mm-hmm. and he's making a point to be positive. Um, he. I, I, I did a presentation at Porkfest that you may have heard that was the Five Keys I to Inner that, Strength. Actually. Yeah, that I've learned in five years of prison. And he's, he just really works at being strong, staying himself. When I visit him, he's still Ross. He's funny. He's fun to talk to and be with. He's not bitter. He's uh, optimistic. He just wants to get out. He's very, very intent on wanting to get out because, yeah, of you know, it's so frustrating. But at the same time, he. He does. He's not, um, he hasn't changed. He's still himself. And that, I'm very grateful for that.
0: That video is still to come, by the way. I was there for that speech, and it was great, and I recorded it. I've been releasing one uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival video per, basically, r- roughly one per week. Mm. I, I'm skipping this week because I'm not there uh, to do it, but uh, you're still on deck. It's, it's coming soon, probably sometime within the next three or so weeks. Awesome. And I will definitely let you guys know once that is available. Uh, so you're here, obviously you 're doing fundraising you're connecting with people let 's go back to Freedom Fest though. We, we were talking about um, how the the audience is very different. The people attending Freedom Fest compared to say here at Encho Vegas or at Polko. Uh here the the uh, age demographic is much younger. What was your reception like? I presume you were a speaker at Freedom mm-hmm. Fest. There was like a lot of stuff to see, right. um, and we don't ever get to see any of this. Yeah, <laughs> how how was your reception? Was it well attended? Uh, your speech was it? Uh, you know, most of the, the folks there that were attending in general were elderly or or older folks. Was that true for the people that came to see you, or was it kind of like the same old anarchists that that no. came to see you? Oh
8: no, definitely older demographic. Of course, mm-hmm. from my perspective, they're more like. People my age, contemporaries. But okay. <laughs> um, I, I did a roundtable, so it wasn't okay. actually a speech. But yeah you know, it was better attended than I thought it might be because there's a lot of competition.
0: And what was the topic of the roundtable? Um, well, the,
8: that was about overzealous prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I used Ross's his case as an example. And so, and, and so, yeah, it was interesting. It was good, but I also the best value for me was the networking mm-hmm. in, at Freedom Fest. And I was able to speak to a senator. I was able to speak to a congressman and, and people in the criminal justice uh, reform community who are kind of sometimes difficult to get to, yeah. you know, people who are high up there. And they're all great. And um, and other people who, who are going to, I think, be of great help. And it's a, it's a different demographic, but a lot of them are very influential. And a lot of Republicans are there, too. There are too. Republicans and conservatives. Mm-hmm. And, so, and libertarians too, but sure. I think it's very conservative. But they are also because they're older, and because and they they have connections, they have money, Right. they have you know, and but you know here it's very. I feel like oh now I'm gone home and with my friends I'm hanging <laughs> out with my, but because uh, I forget how old I am of course I'm just like hey I'm here. <laughs> well with you're my, welcome here I, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here with my uh, contemporaries. Oh no I forgot. Anyway but it's yeah. I mean, there were young people there too, there but you're right. You're right. It was, it's kind of the same skew as, as here on the opposite, you yeah. know, it's, it's Eddie Griffin and I, and then, you know, but,
0: but, but people that you were connecting with were, yes. were kind to you or oh, understanding. Yeah. Yes. They saw this as a travesty. They Absolutely. saw this as horrible. Okay. Yeah. I know okay. there are a lot
8: of people there who really can see the, the evils of the government. I mean, that's why they're there. And, um, people even who I was telling about for the first time were very sympathetic and Good. and wishing me well. And, No. I mean, maybe, you know, who's going to say otherwise, really? But no, it was. It was people were shocked because it Mm. is shocking when you hear the sentence. Yeah. And there was a few uh, panels on the criminal justice system. And, you know, so people there were aware about the abuses and how broken it is. It seems to be fairly well accepted that it's totally broken.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that um, because, you know, like I said, we just we kind of sit at our table and we interview people the whole time. And so we don't get the same experience of, of connecting with. know being able to speak and all that um right now over at freeross.org you guys have the railroaded documentary i think that's worth talking about because you know every time we talk to you it's always tempting to go over all the horrifying details of this trial which of course we could spend an entire show plus and then some on um because it was so horrible the way this judge behaved the way the prosecution uh acted the corrupt cops who are now in prison uh, because of what they did, the evidence that was blocked out of the trial. I mean, there's so Including much... Including
1: that very important bit of information. About the corrupt cops, right. you the, mean? I mean, you know, the fact that two officers were sent to prison in relation to your case and that that information doesn't even get presented at trial, that yeah. in and of itself, I mean, should have just thrown everything
0: out. That's all you need to know. Out. Yeah. That's right. So all of that stuff, uh, you can go to freeross.org. You can watch a documentary that you guys produced. To really just take you through the whole timeline, to take you through the whole thing, to show the evidence that, that you'll never see in the court, uh, to show the the truth behind what happened here. It's very persuasive.
8: Yeah, It's all documented. That's right.
0: So please go to FreeRoss.org, check out that documentary. And again, if you're brand new, even if you're not brand new to Ross no, Ulbricht, I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned stuff, too. Um, you're going to learn stuff from watching this uh, this documentary. Highly recommended. Give them a donation at FreeRoss.org. But more importantly, sign the petition as well. Uh, there's two petitions. There's the one for everybody everywhere, and then there's the one for New Hampshire specifically. Uh, so get on over to freeross.org. Anything else that you want to add here tonight?
8: Um, well, the, free, the New Hampshire one is freeross.org slash NH. Perfect. It's not on the uh, website because okay, it's good. A special. But um, Thanks for that. just um, well, just so appreciative of your support. Really am. Thank you, And Lynn. it makes so much of a difference. You guys are true freedom fighters, really.
0: We'll, we'll keep and going. We love you. And we're Thank out of time. You. I appreciate it. we got right. more coming up here uh, from the Anarcho Vegas, the very first ever here in Moments. This is Free Talk Live. this is free talk live we're at Anarchovegas. vegas is their website as the uh, as we're getting into the evening hours here uh with a couple more guests to wrap out this episode of free talk live and i think we'll finally be done mark with this uh exhaustingly long it's trip gonna be nice to have a day off tomorrow to, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be really nice trip to, uh, to vegas it ain't gonna be a day off we're gonna be traveling well, at <laughs> night. So we're gonna be, we're gonna be, we're we're gonna be traveling it. during the night. Yes. We've got a we've got a red eye flight from uh, from here to uh, to Boston, <laughs> and then in the morning. On Tuesday, uh, Rich Paul's got his hearing to change his name to nobody. So I don't know. We'll see how much see how much uh, sleep I managed to get in that time frame. And but, speaking
1: of unusual names,
0: yeah. I have with
1: me Anthem Blanchard. Now, Anthem, I feel like it's uh, important to set a set a foundation with the listener at first talking about your dad, just uh, briefly.
9: My dad, James U. Blanchard, thank you very much, Mark and Ian, yep. for having me on. It's really appreciated. Sure. Thanks for being here. My father, James U. Blanchard, helped to push for the legalization of physical gold coins and bars in the United States. A lot of people don't know this, but from 1933 through 1974, it was illegal for U.S. citizens to own physical gold. That's right. My dad was a paraplegic. He got into a near-fatal car accident at 18 years old. And this really motivated him, I think, to become fearless and really advocate for personal freedom for everyone. So he did this in the gold movement, went to Washington, D.C., threatened the government to arrest him, smuggled a bar of gold from Canada, and held it in his lap. During Richard Nixon's re-inauguration in the early 70s, he paid for a biplane to go over with a banner that said, legalize gold behind it. Amazing. Once gold became legal, he created with my mother what became the largest gold company on the planet eponymous with their last name, our last name, Blanchard and Company, huh. and they sold it to General Electric 30 years ago. And they also started the longest running investment conference still. It's called the New Orleans Investment Conference under, wow. under, under other ownership now. But now, with a, with a
1: first name like Anthem, you might think your dad was a Ayn Rand fan.
9: Yeah, he was uh, pretty pretty prolific there. My mom and dad both. And, and actually, the funny thing is my mom actually paid for my naming rights. I was going to be uh, James Ulysses Blanchard IV, which would have been wonderful. My mom uh, wanted to name me Anthem Hayek, so my middle name is named after Frederick August Hayek, the Nobel winner, Mm -hmm. Austrian economist that wrote wrote to serfdom and denationalization of money and ultimately really foretold about Bitcoin and crypto. So there's an interview in 1984 that was uh, part of the Cato Institute series. My dad was a board member there and he interviews Hayek. They talk about this concept. They also talk about the concept of physical monies. In physical solid form, so metal money circulating. So it's really interesting to see now. You know, thirty-five. You know, all these, all this time later, it's all of a sudden coming to fruition.
1: And, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, gold as money. Uh, this is something that has, you know, for whatever been possible, I suppose, since 1975, since gold's been legal. You could pay for things with gold. But for whatever reason, although Americans want to buy it, they want to hold it, they want to use it, they want to invest in it, they don't want to use it for money. Um, what's changed?
9: What's changed is Bitcoin. So we have this Gresham's Law principle that people hoard good, more valuable forms of wealth, and they spend less form. And so, especially when you have fiat government decrees saying you have to spend some of this currency, Mm -hmm. I think Bitcoin becomes the new gold because it's more uh, trusted in a digital marketplace, which is really the economy has been digital since 1971, since the US government took the dollar off of the gold standard. Now we have a true digital bedrock. I think gold now becomes a universal currency. And the key, the interesting paradox is Bitcoin is the key because you needed this transit mechanism of software. Bitcoin is all it is is software. I mean, it's much more than that, obviously. But it it is really just network software. It's code. Somebody wrote some code. Yeah, it's network software. And you can use network software as software. And you can use it as a chassis, a foundation, a security layer, if you will, of the Internet.
1: So what about um, uh, like now you can uh, now you have attached gold to a token, right?
9: Yes, I'm really proud. Our team did the first ever gold token in the United States. The first gold token offered to U.S. citizens. It's the second globally after the Digix, uh, DGX token in Singapore. That's really interesting. So that token launched the DGX one about a year ago, and it did uh, about four and a half million market cap. Which, to put that in perspective. The first year of the largest dollar version of the dollar Bitcoin called Tether, they did one and a half million. So it's so, a big difference. Yep. And Libra now, probably people have heard Facebook's endeavor. So, yep. you know, the Chinese government, through their main Chinese newspaper, China Daily, about a week ago or so announced a gold token that their government intends to do. All of a sudden, it's really? a very hot topic. So,
1: um,. One, one thing that I think really separates your token from the rest of them. I could put out a token tomorrow, right? Like, eh, this thing's backed by uh, my good looks or whatever. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so good looks probably isn't a good example. I could say it's backed by anything. Sand at the beach. And there's really just no accountability. You mentioned Tether. There's been some... Issues with tether as to whether or not it's actually back the way people say it is. Mm. How do you? I mean, but with, with gold, you're talking about people. When people buy gold, they want the most firm foundation that it, that comes with financial, uh, financial instrument.
9: It's really well said. And my family legacy. I've been in e-payments for 17 years, and you're right. Assurance is a big deal. I'm really proud. We created the first ever gold on 24-hour a day video. You can go to the website anthemgold.com and view it never before insured, allocated, stored gold that's been on video before, believe it or not. So aside from the tokenization, in addition, we created an incorruptible software that we anchor into Bitcoin. It's usable for any universal type service. It's called Hercules. It's I don't want to really get into it too much, but what it does is it gives us a guarantee of all of the inventory logs of the gold bars there. So in other words, we can't counterfeit and reproduce that information and make it look like something it's not.
1: Right. Uh, there's a clock. There's uh, there's uh, serial numbers with the gold bars. Everything is as clear as you can possibly make it that the gold that you possess through this token is right there right now?
9: We pride ourselves. We even have an x-ray fluorescent spectrometer that we push the results on, and we also save into Bitcoin using our Hercules software. It's pretty remarkable. I'm really, really proud of it. I think it's something that others haven't done. We've taken Lloyd's. We've done all these things, but we've also gone the extra mile.
1: Wow. Where uh, is
9: this vault? It's in North, North Houston. So it's in a, north, on a 50-acre a, a <laughs> campus. It's Montgomery, Texas. Okay. It is a data colocation facility that was built thirty-six years ago by a guy named Louis Kung. Interesting character. He was one of Shanghai Shek's nephews, so the former leader of China uh-huh. that got ousted by Mao. And he built this facility for, you know, you can kinda of guess for whatever reasons. And it's a nuclear Security, bunker. I guess. A nuclear bunker that okay. is now transitioned into a data center. So there's a lot of internet companies there. There's a lot of companies that are oil companies that have disaster recoveries in case of hurricane. It's about thirty minutes north of Exxon global headquarters. It's a really, really neat facility, so um, it's also the first digital gold to be vaulted in the United States that's uh, that's like digital cash, like uh, Anthem Gold's, um, in 15 years, since e-gold got shut down because of not following regulations, so it's a, it's a pretty big accomplishment, that. So how
1: easy is it to use? I mean, Bitcoin has become quite easy to use. You can you know have it on your phone, zip, zip, and make a payment. Uh,
9: how, uh, what, what, how easy is it to use? What's the transaction cost? Well, I think uh, I, I paid you some, uh, some digital gold cash or EGLD, and I think what the process was under a minute. And you, ha- you already did have an ERC oh, wallet. Well, was, under a minute. It, it, <laughs> was, it was pretty fast. It yeah. was just going to our website, anthemgold.com, and you can create an account if you don't have an Ethereum wallet. It's all free, and this is an intro for you. It might be a nice intro. We offer the gold deliverable to you. They're stored in kilogram bars, and they're deliverable all the way down to one gram bar increments Hmm. for you. You can buy it and sell it with um, cryptocurrency right now. We don't have it offerable in dollars. You have to use Bitcoin or Ethereum. Very nice. Um, And we're offered in 174 countries. In addition, U.S. right now, Texas, Wyoming, Montana citizens only. We just launched the gold token April 23rd, and we're looking for exchange partners to be able to provide a stable. So is this only available to people in those states at the moment? and. 173 other countries, okay. including China, <laughs> India, very uh, cool. most of Europe, uh, most of South America.
0: AnthemGold.com is the site. Anthem Blanchard, thank you for joining us thank here you, on Free Talk Live. Uh, we're very excited about these uh, gold backed cryptos, and I'm glad to hear there's yet a, another in the market competing. Uh, okay. And thank you for, for sitting in with us, us here. we thank got you. more coming up here from Anarcho Vegas in moments, and this is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're at anarcho uh, excuse me, Anarcho-Vegas. Anarcho it's
1: hard not I to say it up, too.
0: Which <laughs> came from anarcho Anarchopolco has uh has, you know, spawned uh, a few different uh, sort of sub-events or whatever you want to call them, in, in, inspired events, forks, uh, if you will, friend, friendly forks. And uh, Jeff Berwick joining uh, Ian and Mark in the studio. Hey, Jeff. As evidence that it's a friendly fork. Right, right. Yeah, You're, of course. You're here. You spoke uh, today. What was uh, your kind of stream of consciousness? What, What were you talking about today? Oh
11: man, I lots of
0: things. But, uh, <laughs> do you
11: remember? <laughs> it's all over the map. This <laughs> is
1: the thing: is I. I so I was the, uh, the 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 MC on the polco stage. That's right, AnarchoPolco. Thank you, Jeff. Um, Thank and you. <laughs> I, you know, I work this room. I'm working it every day for. I thought, well, was a four days or something like that. Then at the kind of to wrap it all up, uh, Jeff's scheduled to to do the thing uh, to do the, the closing the stage. speech and. Yeah. Like, suddenly everything changes in the room. The people pile in i mean it's just standing room only right like people are sitting but there's people standing Mm -hmm. all over the place because they want to see this particular speech and then jeff goes up there he's got no notes he's got no presentation (laughs) he's got nothing but like a you know like a, a cocktail and that's it and off we go to the races and people go mad over these speeches i don't know how you do it jeff I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) I bet you
0: don't. (laughs) (laughs) It just comes out of you, right?
11: Yeah. It was like about a couple years ago. I I gave speeches for a long time, and and sometimes I have notes. uh, Sometimes I even read it off something. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I was like, uh, maybe I should just wing it. Yep. And um, I don't think I'm the best speaker at all. Like, personally, I'm I'm shocked that anyone even shows up every time. But I get a lot of great feedback just because I guess I just... Let it all out there somehow. It's a bit of like going with the flow or being in flow states, which mm-hmm. actually I, I learned a bit from my um, hypnosis therapist. Really? Yeah. So, like, even when he asked me what I talked about, I don't really fully
0: remember because I was just in like a you were flow in state. The zone. Yes, yes, for sure. I know you mentioned that uh, I was in there for part of it, and uh, you talked about how things seem like they're changing uh, different, or if they're faster, changing faster in a, in an unusual way now that you've observed. What does I that personally mean?
11: have i don 't know if you guys well, tell me have. about it
0: um, it
11: it started' it kind of blowing my mind <laughs> in the last few months it 's like in my opinion, uh, everything seems to be going our way right now. Um, hmm. All my friends like that we they 're always having problems before they're always broke or had their relationship problems everyone 's like doing really good right now, and i can 't fully explain what 's going on, but I think part of it is that a lot of us, including myself, have really committed to doing a lot of work on ourselves and, and, you know, just whatever it is, therapy or even working out or, you know, just working on yourself. And But I I can't fully explain what's going on. I'm almost tripped out by what's going on. Well, that
0: could have to do with the idea that, you know, you want to be the change you wish to see in the world. So if you're changing yourself, if you're focusing on making yourself better, maybe the world on the outside is going to manifest into a better place. That's how it appears. Yeah, it could be. It's quite shocking <laughs> and, I and, and i could pleasant be wrong at the same time very pleasant so uh let's talk a little bit about your event uh it's uh gearing up already we're what about a half a year away almost a little bit a little bit more than half a year away um i know that you guys are probably working you've got jessica who's your uh, your key organizer i think you're bringing her back for uh, for yes. 2020 she did a great job in 2019 it's uh, it's a great event and uh, can you? Is there anything you can tease us with for uh-huh. 2020? We're just about to announce. I can't tell you too much, okay. but what I can tell you
11: is, I think everyone will be shocked. Really? Yeah, you will be shocked at what we've got lined up.
1: Well, Ooh. I but I, gotta I can't say, give you it too much. It's a shocking yet. event already. <laughs> uh, I mean, the idea that you had David Ike the last go around, Ron right? Paul, right? Ron Paul. Yep. Yep and I mean, it's, amazing. it's it's always just these amazing speakers and and that sort of
11: thing. Well, a lot of people are coming to our way of thinking now from places you wouldn't even expect. Mm-hmm. We're talking like you big had actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's like politicians, there's like big actors, I can't say who yet. Okay. You know, there's a some sort of conscious awakening happening and a lot of people are starting to realize that what we're talking about isn't that crazy. In fact, it's it's something quite good. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're kind of attracting all kinds of people. And, and for me personally, as you guys know, in Poco, I like to have a really diverse sort of uh, lineup. Yeah? Yes. All kinds of people, whether they're like super spiritual or super like Larkin Rose philosophical or, or even political like Ron Paul a little bit. Yep. And, you know, just give everyone all these different perspectives. And let them decide if they like it. Right, they can choose to love or hate whomever's there, yeah. so long as they come and and you know and,
0: and participate in the event. That is something I really love about Anarchapolco is the diversity of not just the, the speakers, but who they attract as well. So you know, I've described it as everything from the the crypto suits to the crypto hippies, basically, because it seems like one thing that a lot of them have in common is everybody's into crypto at uh, Anarchapolco. I've just def- uh, I've described it as almost like a crypto conference, even though it's only one track, even though. Crypto's like one fourth or one fifth or whatever of the, the full different things you've got going on there. It's like it's on everybody's lips. It's what everybody's talking about. At least that's my experience. I don't know about you. It's definitely
11: important. As I yeah. talked about in my talk, I, I remember some of it. Uh, that uh, <laughs> there's two main things that really changed the world in my opinion in the last 30 years. Is the internet. Now we have access yep. to the information, like you guys. Well, I know you're not just on the internet, but you know I might not even know who you guys but were we without the internet. Exist right? If right. it right. wasn't for the internet, yeah. exactly, the- right? So that changes the game. And the second thing that changes the game is cryptocurrencies. Uh, so totally. the, the two main control systems that these people, whoever they are, who've been controlling a lot of stuff for hundreds of years, is information and the money system. And through the Internet, we actually are changing that, and that's why right. they're trying to censor everything now. Yeah. Uh, but they can't, which is great. And then the,
0: the money system, and now we have cryptocurrencies, and they can't stop that either. So. And the crypto stuff has made it so they're even less able to censor, right? Because the, the big platforms, the YouTubes and the whatever else there is, uh, Facebooks, they've been cracking down. But the market through crypto and decentralization has been coming up with alternatives. So we've got, uh, for instance, Mastodon, which is a decentralized alternative to Twitter. Uh, It's been in the news recently because the platform Gab, I don't know if you've heard of them, they flipped over to Mastodon, became the number one uh, most populous Mastodon node. And again, this is a decentralized, federated system where anybody who's got a server can put up a Mastodon instance. And then they can have set whatever rules they want to. The people at Mastodon can't do anything about it and actually turns out they're pissed because the people at mastodon tend to be socialists from europe Mm -hmm. and they're mad that gab's on there because gab's kind of got like this alt-right tinge to it so they're actually trying to blacklist their server as much as they can but (laughs) well the one thing they can't do is take it down Freedom's
1: a funny thing, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so uh, speaking of freedom, you do this uh, podcast video, uh, video blog. I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, Anarchast called Anarchast. Uh, can you tell people about it a little bit? Because this is it, it's a big deal.
11: It's not that big of a deal. We get like ten or twenty or thirty thousand views, uh, but we're super shadow band. Uh, but it's pretty amazing. Like when I started in two thousand eleven, I don't know if this uh, MC here is bothering the audio, but
0: it's it's loud. It's but okay.
11: He's good, man. He's good on that microphone. <laughs> yeah, Benny was is great. Oh, that's one thing I can tell you. If you didn't hear, uh, Benny was going to be the MC next year at Narcopoco.
0: So yeah, I've heard that about that. It's yeah. exciting. I, I was. Yeah, he's do, he does an amazing job, and uh, his poetry was absolutely fantastic. Today. Yeah, I, I got heard. to hear some of his poetry up there, and wow, wow. Talented. Super talented. Yep. I just turned so you back modern. up. Now you're good. All right, so they're kicking everybody out, uh, but we're <laughs> gonna get, we're just going to wrap this uh, this interview up. Anarchapulco, year number how many? How many of these, uh, Jeff, have there been now? Anarchapulco? Yeah. Or, or, or Anarchapulco. Oh. Yeah, I think for, this Next will be years the are fifth a, coming? Six? Years are six. Sixth or sixth. Sixth, yeah. Year number six coming up, anarchapulco.com. Uh, and where do people find Anarchast. On YouTube, or I think you guys, do you still put it on your radio network? I'll have it? to check the schedule. <laughs> um, as long as you're producing weekly, you're on. Yeah, if we you do p- pretty much. So. Yeah, then you're probably uh, you're probably on cool. right now.
1: It's Let's great see. content, and it's it's always a pleasure to see you speak, Jeff. Yeah, Thank keep you. up the good work out you there, Jeff. You guys, too. You guys was, are kicking ass.
0: Was there anything else that we should have asked you about that we didn't? Only if you want to. Go to, <laughs> to com. Tickets available now for 2020. Is yes. so it still early bird pricing? Yeah, you, you still know? get
11: the early bird for the next couple of weeks. And uh, so once we announce the speakers, we're going to get people a few days. Right. Because uh, I think it's going to sell out because uh, we had 2000 last year. 2000. The max that we can do is
0: 3000 That was the
1: question I wanted to ask is, is, An- is Anarchapolco bigger than Freedom Fest? I Uh, think so.
0: It will be, I think, in 2020. I think it was on par this year. I think that the claim that Freedom Fest is the the top or the most attended is only true if you say, in the United States. (laughs)
11: Worldwide? You guys are giving them a run for their money. You know, with the crypto market back, I think we're probably going to sell it at three thousand next year. But I could be wrong. But it'll definitely be over two thousand, which yeah. is more than Freedom Fest. So.
1: And three thousand is what you could handle. Yeah, at that's the, the, max. the really awesome event. That, and uh, it's so yeah, much fun. The
0: and the resort is amazing. And it's so beautiful. Such a great place to be. And way more, especially afford- in February. W- way more affordable than Las Vegas. Oh my oh god. god. Oh my man, God. man, I ordered room service this morning at the hotel. I had chicken
11: soup, a coffee for my enema, and <laughs> a green <laughs> juice. Sixty dollars.
0: In, in Mexico, insane. that would have been $5, $5. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. It's always a pleasure <laughs> having you always on here. Great to see you. Jeff Berwick, check him out. His uh, show is anarchast and uh, anarchapulco.com is where you can go to grab tickets. We will look forward to seeing you there, hopefully. And it has been Free Talk Live from Anarcha Vegas. It's Free Talk Live, and we're back at Anarcha Vegas uh, for the very first time, actually. And it's been, I would say, a very successful event. We're seeing old friends who uh, we haven't seen in, like, a decade here. One of them just now walking in, somebody who works in the radio business as we saw at a party last night, which was really cool. It's it's one of those small world things where you just never know who you're going to end up uh, encountering. It's Ian and Mark here in our remote studio as the uh, the stage, somebody has taken to the stage. They were very loud earlier, but it's not as loud now, so that's good. Uh, Naomi Brockwell is joining us here, and we're continuing to talk, of course, about all things crypto with her, because that's kind of what she does.
10: It's my thing!
0: Over at Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube. Did we leave off on something? I don't recall what it was if we did. Just talking in general about okay.
10: Libra and all that. But yeah. I will mention, because you say YouTube, uh, just so that you know, I mean, I try to support a lot of the decentralized platforms in the community as well. So you could see me on library.io, you're on library. Great. Oh, of course, and minds.com and bitbagger.io and memo.cash and bit shoot and all of that. So yeah. if there's a platform I haven't tried out yet, then you think it's cool? Just let me know.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So what I've noticed, uh, Naomi, is is that you're doing videos with John Stossel. John Stossel is the as big of it as He's big a star as a name sure. gets in the Liberty movement. And I'd say John
0: Stossel, Penn, Gillette are like the two biggest, and Ron Paul, of course, like they're oh, all yeah. big, huge guys,
1: big names, and John Stossel probably pretty darn successful, and uh, not exactly you know getting any younger. I'm betting that he's uh, taking you under his wing to turn you into the next John Stossel. Is that what's happening?
10: Oh, I mean, he's always been great about that, though. So there are a few producers who work for him, and he tries his best, like anything that the people who are with him need. You know, he goes out of his way to help them. Like, I've given, uh, I've given, shown him my videos before. Oh, my gosh, Seems it's so very, loud. very loud. I hope, this,
0: <laughs> I hope this works out. We'll
10: see. Um, so I've shown him my videos in the past before, and he's given me, like, edit notes and things like that. Like, he's super supportive. So I'm it, I'm so lucky to work with him.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. I was just wondering what that uh, what you might know, what, what you might be willing to share with our audience about uh, possibilities in the future.
10: Oh, I mean, John, I, I don't see him slowing down anytime no. soon. He's like, uh, gosh, he's a dynamo. The, as long as there are government atrocities out there and stupid policies you're going to have a John Stossel around uh, (laughs) talking about it uh, which I'm glad of because I think he's done more for spreading the message of of liberty in the media than anyone I can name
0: certainly in mainstream media there's no doubt about it absolutely
10: so uh, Free Talk Live
1: airs on 200 radio stations across the US and every once in a while we'll get somebody who calls in I can remember one guy off the top of my head Uh, he sort of said why in the world would I care about cryptocurrency You know, I just want to go to Walmart and spend my money. Do you have any answers for that?
10: Well, it depends on what you want to get out of your money. If you want a money that you know is surveilled, is tracked, or if your financial data is taken, then by all means keep using that credit card at Walmart. Uh, if you would like a money that can't be censored, so if you decide you want to send donations to WikiLeaks or you wanted to send money to a relief effort in Venezuela or to a family member in Russia, and you don't want that transaction stopped or seized. Or if you want to send money that is over ten thousand dollars and you don't want it frozen and a huge amount of questions asked, then Bitcoin may be a better currency, better solution for you. So I think right now, a lot of people are very complacent about their money. They think, well, it works good enough. In the United
0: so. States, they are, right? But not in Venezuela, exactly. not in Zimbabwe and Greece or these other Argentina. places where, where uh, things have Cyprus. become difficult with the state-run currency.
10: Absolutely. I mean, it's what we were talking about before, about it being able to be debased. Bitcoin cannot be debased. So I think that now that the perception of people is changing about what money can be, I think they're going to start looking to alternatives. I mean, Libra really is, as much as I don't like Facebook and right. as much as I'm not going to use the coin, I am still interested and excited by what's happening because they're shaking Me up too. finance right now. And they're teaching people that it doesn't have to be government that creates the money supply. And that's why
0: the government guys are so mad about this. Oh, they're so angry. I, and that, I, you know, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. I left Facebook a year and a half ago. It's been great. I've had more free time. I can do more things that are productive. <laughs> but I've got to be I got to say I'm cheering them on I really hope that they can be successful with this to give people something else to think about, a different perspective on uh, on currency.
10: I mean, it's a short step from saying, well, government is the only one who can create money. So now you have organizations cur- creating money to a sovereign individual could create their money or dictate what money they want to accept in their lives. I think that that's a really interesting transition and a shift in mindset that we're starting to see. And I'm excited to see what society, how that, that is going to change once the shift takes place. Because once people have alternatives out there, the market does gravitate towards the, the better product out there so I think people like things like Bitcoin will take up a um, larger market share and uh, I'm excited to see what shifts happen in society when that happens I mean they won't have as much money to leverage to send us off to wars they won't have as much right. money to leverage to support terrible programs like you know the prohibition of drugs so I um, I, I want to see that shift happen and I'm cheering it along
7: Yeah.
1: one thing that I love uh, about crypto that d- I don't think has gotten the penetration that I was hoping was uh, is we've got a, 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 a portal called Save It Per. Right. Com. And you can go through there and connect with other people and save 20, 25, 30% on purchases from Amazon. And th- I mean, that's a big deal. And I mean, you know, when you can increase the amount of money that you have in your pocket by 20%, it's a big deal. And a, you could buy just about everything you need at, at, at Amazon. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, I mean, not, it's not like everybody's doing it. And you would have thought that it would have caught on relatively quickly. But, uh, you know, people want to go to Walmart and use their credit card and get tracked.
10: I think the convenience well, is still a big um, part of it. And that's why I'm also excited to see the, e- the-, the- ecosystem of cryptocurrency really evolve. In the early days, I mean, it was like the early days of the internet. It's very, very hard to navigate. Um, and so now we're starting to see a lot more third parties who are making it easier for people who are not familiar with this stuff to, to use these platforms. I think that's a big boon of, of what Facebook is going to provide. An amazing user interface there. And uh, mm-hmm. and others, I mean, I know Shapeshift just released a new website that is really great looking. You know, really? stuff like that is is, they're learning what consumers want before it was a bunch of tech engineers who were crypto nerds who were yeah. d- developing all of this and now they have entire marketing teams on board because the space has just bloomed and so what we're seeing the products we're seeing out there are just getting better and better and I think we're going to see that continue to improve and we're going to continue to see normal people coming in and, and uh, feeling comfortable using this space now
0: I think you're right about that it is still the early days though I mean it's you know when you look at the uh, the technology that we have it's pretty good it's pretty easy to, uh, to get into but there's still some bugs. There's still some difficulties. You know, there's still some hurdles to uh, to get over. I mean, it's still not quite something where your 80-year-old grandmother is going to feel comfortable uh, picking it up. One of the things I do in Keene is I run uh, radio ads on broadcast radio promoting Bitcoin, promoting cryptocurrency to sort of the general audience. And then I encourage them to enter a contest where they can win $500 worth of crypto. We're doing it monthly right now through the end of the year. And I'm giving everybody who enters $50 worth of crypto just for setting up a wallet, right? So, like, so there's... Sorry, I did you, you turn down there? I don't you no, no, I was just saying that was <laughs> cool. Just because of the uh, the audio in yeah, yeah. the background. And, uh, and and so I get the, the, you know, the experience of being able to walk people through. Because when they sign up, I send them an email with steps of, you know, installing your wallet. And there's still difficulty of, like some people will still, even though in the instructions that I give them, it says, don't copy this by hand, I'll still have people copy down the address by hand rather than hit the copy button on the wallet. So, And of course they're always going to mess it up whenever they do that. So like there's still, some of the basics are just hard for some people to grasp and I think you're right though, we're going to get there.
10: I think that a big thing that people have to learn is better security. Oh, so God, yeah. I've introduced people to, to this and I've explicitly said, okay, do not take a screenshots. Do not take a picture right. on your phone. Uh, you know, write this down on a piece of paper by hand. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I know the shortcut to this. I will copy this into a Word document and yep. save it and in Dropbox. Yep. And I've had people tell me that so many times and, and I have to reiterate over and over and say, no, this this is a new world you're in entering. You are your own bank. That means that you have right. to be your own security. If right. you're not looking after your password, there's no, no one to fall back on. You know, There's no FDIC insurance to back that up if your money gets stolen. So you need to to take, you know, it treats security with the paramount importance that it, that it should have.
1: Right. When people think about the cloud, things like Dropbox or, uh, you know, Google's uh, or Amazon or who, whichever, you know, what are these storage uh, options they have, what they don't realize is this is just an, the cloud is another person's computer. And so when you put your most important financial information on the cloud, you're giving it away.
10: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, people have a long way to go before they learn good security practices but I'm excited about that world as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think that so for too long we've looked for, to the government for their tick of approval and people just presume, oh, well, that has a SI- SEC approval. That means it's great. I'll go straight into it. It's like, no, you need to get into the habit of doing your due diligence and checking out these projects before getting involved, checking out these wallets before getting involved. Learn what it is to research this stuff and uh, really take precautions because your life is, is your own life and uh, you need to make sure that you're securing that and making keeping your financial uh, data private.
0: Wow, um, I gotta say, Naomi, thank you for sitting in with us here. I'm hoping that this turns out all right because it's super loud uh, in this. It's a, we're in a very small space here at uh, Anarcho Vegas, but uh, th- so we've got a whole other room with uh, somebody on a uh, microphone right now giving what is, I'm sure a very interesting speech, uh, but uh, that we're not listening to. <laughs> right. But the waveforms look good. I think we're gonna be. Fine. Uh, we'll, we'll find out here. Uh, Naomi Brockwell TV is your channel on YouTube. You're on a bunch of other stuff. Just Google Naomi Brockwell, and uh, you'll be good to go. I'm sure.
10: Absolutely, Thanks so much for chatting with me. Thanks for
0: joining us here. It's Free Talk Live. We got more coming up from Anarcho Vegas. You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. And it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com.